If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey everybody, Paige here. Just a little bit of a note about this movie. The Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild don't cover podcasts, or at least not normally. Uh, They do cover narrative podcasts, but that's not what we are. We're a film review podcast. And as such, we have not been under the strike rules for this entire strike. However, as part of the strikes, both guilds have asked that podcasts uh, align with them and not cover struck work in a promotional sense. We are allowed to cover it as a film review, and we are a film review podcast. However, to support our friends, family, writers, actors who are striking, we have avoided doing movies that are new and still in their promotional cycle and still in theaters so that we can align with those strikes because we do support them and we support their fight for fair and equitable wages. So that's why we waited a while to do this movie. Now, this movie was chosen by you, the listeners, for listener request, uh, but it is now out of theaters and out of what we would deem a typical promotional cycle. So we will be reviewing it. But even so, because it is so new, we just wanted to stop and share our appreciation for the strike and our support for the strike and to say that we uh, support both the Writers Guild and the Screen Actors Guild in their quest for the wages for what they do. We love movies, so do you. And so we hope that you support them as well and support the people who make the things that you love. Anyway, keep it ooky spooky. This episode was brought to you by the following patrons. Jay's Pack, Sex Caliber Bones a Lot, Madeline, Edward, Sunzi, Vixen, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Boezy, Jeremy, Ali, Jennifer with a PH, Mr. Rage Bomb, Libby, West, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out daily. Talk to me. Tell me your name. I know that song has nothing to do with this movie, but it's been stuck in my head ever since we decided to do it. I don't know that song. It's She Bangs by Ricky Martin.
No, it goes, talk to me. No, that's living La Vida Loca. <laughs> nope, that's La Copa de La Vida, the cup of life. Good Lord. Paige's like, depth of knowledge about Ricky Martin is concerning. Wow. Oh, I was obsessed. Yes. I did not have good gaydar as a child. I thought he was the most beautiful man I had ever seen. I'm not afraid to admit it. It's fine. <laughs> I can't believe you're still eating Good and Plenty's. Did you buy a new box of Good and Plenty's? There's plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, the listeners made us watch... Talk, Talk to, to me. me! What a change of pace from our usual listener requests. Oh, yeah, because you liked it, question mark? Yeah. I liked it a lot. I fully hated this movie, guys. Usually listener requests feels like Russian roulette with like six bad movies in the chamber and I have to like No, it's like five bad movies, one good one and because every <laughs> yeah. once in a while we get a good and one I never win <laughs> Honestly, a lot of the listener requests I end up liking because it's like The Meg and they're just like fun, silly movies. Yeah. That is true. That's not really the premise we're going for <laughs> Yeah, What We Do in the Shadows was also a listener request. It was and it's a great movie. I love What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Guys Todd's not going to like you better because you pick movies <laughs> like that. <laughs> I will. I will like you better if you pick movies like that. I don't think that's their goal. I think sometimes, and I get I get this a lot in like my DMs and stuff, people are like, Paige is going to fucking love this and send me something. And I'm like, I don't know why this got sent to me. I feel like that's how the listener request is sometimes where they're like, this is going to scare the shit out of Todd. And then just misjudged it. The Meg going to scare the, the shit out of Todd. I'm like, <laughs> This though, this scared the shit out of Todd. This scared the shit out of me. This was scary. Yeah, this was guessed correctly because this scared the fuck out of this me was fucking scary. it was scary but also i was like they did it to themselves oh for sure but also this is exactly what i was talking about last week when i was like you need more of an emotional center for scary movies like this because it makes you care more yeah yeah Paige. it was like the antithesis of what we watched last week and as i was watching this at one point in my notes i put in i was like I love how we're just kind of in a coming of age movie and then just kind of slip sliding into a horror movie. And I was here for it. And they did it all in 90 minutes. You could not cut anything out of this movie. No, you it could not. It is perfectly paced. Yeah. It is chef's kiss. Beautiful. I loved it. It was good. I realized when it was A24, I was like, ah, fuck. It's going to be a good, super scary movie. And I hate that. <laughs> like, those are the worst. <laughs> I wanted to see some theaters, but I waited for, for us to do it. I think in theaters, this would have been fucking terrifying. Yeah. Was this the first time we all saw it? Yeah. Yeah. It was my first time as well, obviously. And I had yeah. to buy this movie, a movie I hope to never watch again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if I bought it or rented it. I think you had to buy it. I think I did. Did you pay 20 bucks like I did this morning? I did. That yeah. was my only option. Whatever the option was, that's what then I clicked. you bought so we this bought it. We movie. own yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. I don't know if you can sell anything on Amazon that you've bought like digitally, but if you guys want my copy i'll sell it to you <laughs> i'm just glad my money went to a good company that really looks out for the little man a24 talk about amazon oh, oh okay great. <laughs> <laughs> i was about to be like you know what a24 actually has pursued yeah, uh, they're still producing right because some of their productions have agreed to the strikers demands or whatever some of them they have some interim uh, projects that have interim agreements. Yeah. Pre-strike, they were working with a friend and everything that friend had to say, they were like, oh, A24 is the best. Who would work with anyone else? And I was like, 
this makes me happy. It makes me happy to hear this. Yeah. They are sort of, I think, the biggest production name in horror currently. Yeah. I feel like they were like, we found what we're good at and we're just going to be the fucking best at it. Them and Bloomhouse or whatever. Yeah, them and Blum. You're right. Yeah, well, I feel like they're kind of leaving Blum in the dust, though, because like Blumhouse, I can I can be assured it's probably pretty good. A24, I'm like, I know it's good. Yeah. Well, Bloom, I know I'll be like, I'll be like, okay, it's going to be a decent horror movie where I get scared. A24, it's like rolling the dice of whether it's going to be like really good and scary or four hours of me learning the inner workings of a person in a scary situation and then like you know <laughs> i still love that four hours i'm still here for it, it was the but best that's just of me. times and it was the worst of times it was the best of haunts it was the worst of haunts <laughs> so what do you guys think about this movie talk to me about it it's good i felt bad for the main character because i feel like yeah, I don't know if I would have been tricked as easily, but like I, I feel like they, she got tricked pretty good. She's also a teenager. Yeah, like we established that she's like sixteen or seventeen, mm-hmm. and like literally just witnessed something in her life very sad, like very traumatic. You know, yeah. I don't know yes. if that ghost was really her mom or just like faking it. I don't think it was. Yeah. I think it was faking well, it. But her mom actually died though, right? Oh, and yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. And we saw a flashback of that moment. Sure. So like she did experience that trauma before all of this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The whole mom thing is the reason why you would never catch me dying in in this movie <laughs> or in this way because I would never fucking touch that hand. No. Because you never know who you're talking to. Like when you you contact the spirits it is a party line you don't know who the fuck you're talking to and they will lie to you and use you now tell me more about the party line yeah yeah tell me more about this spiritual chatterbait you've just positioned (laughs) hot single ghosts are waiting for you in your area it's just ghost omegle (laughs) this is just you're rolling the dice did you say omegle is that how you pronounce it i have no idea how you pronounce it but you know what i mean no one correct her and honestly it might be right i've I've heard it pronounced a different way i have also heard omegle that's what i've heard yeah but i honestly love the french pronunciation of it omegle (laughs) i've only read that word (laughs) (laughs) she was like i gotta bookmark this site oh omegle yeah If I went to a party and they were like, because at first I thought the movie was going to be like an allegory about drugs is kind of how they set it up for a bit. I think it sort of is, but it deviates from that, I think. Yeah, I think it goes far enough away in the third act. Me too. But if I was at a party, let's just take the film literal. And then like a ghost inhabits someone at that party. They're like, let's all take turns. I'd be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. (laughs) That montage (laughs) of them doing it over and over sort of made me laugh because I was like, this is is insane that's what made me think it was like oh this is like a drug analogy or whatever yeah me too it is a little bit in in the way that she talks about how it feels yes and that supposedly it feels amazing it's heroin guys the way they throw their head back and their eyes roll like that it's heroin yeah like they horse head a lot in this movie it could (laughs) also be dmt because it's short bursts but that is true you're right Paige. let's go from a mental health angle I was going to say even simpler, just disassociating. Yeah. Yes. Of like, I'm not happy in what I'm going to end. So like any, I'm just going to disassociate. I feel like disassociating is closer to what the overall theme is. Yeah. But when they're just taking hits at that, yeah. at that party, that felt like heroin or DMT. I could see too. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. took, it t- and then I think disassociation works better with like what happens to her and the ending of like, you can disassociation is something that happens when you go through trauma where you kind of separate from your con like uh, not to sound too like hippy dippy 
but it's like you kind of retreat away from what's happening. Like, you, yeah. You, know, yeah. you don't remember what happened. A lot of people are like, I feel like I'm looking at a movie of, of right. these things happening because I feel like I wasn't in my body. It, it is like it's a normal, a quote unquote normal thing that happens during trauma. And it also could become a coping skill. But then like you kind of lose self-determination disassociating so much. You kind of just you're not really in control role in a way which i kind of feel is better for the metaphor yeah i think so too. yeah and there's two or three shots where she's kind of moving through and we're seeing and hearing things happening behind her and i think it's done really well and it's kind mm -hmm. of a really cool way to visualize that yeah the sound design really visualizes it for yes. you it's amazing you're right Paige. that's what i interpreted as the disassociation were those mm -hmm. specific scenes to the point where i think the disassociation was maybe happening a little bit before the hand and the hand just ratchets it up mm -hmm. to a million i definitely think it was yeah, yeah 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 because she has been through that trauma like yeah i know mikey's gonna bust me for talking about it again but here we go yeah. my brother <laughs> when my brother died and like it happened like 10 days before school started right and i went back to school uh, right around when school started again but a lot of people at school didn't know what had happened to Logan. Right. So they would come up to me in the hall and be like, hey, what happened to Logan? I haven't seen him in a while. And I would have to then sort of explain to this person who was only just wondering where his friend yeah, is of course. that my yeah. brother died. So like in those moments, I would disassociate so hard and you would feel like. I think what the sound design does a great job yep. of displaying because it was like I wasn't even listening to what I was saying as I was saying it. Right. It's like muscle memory. You're just like mm -hmm. spouting it out, but you're trying to just avoid feeling any of those feelings so hard because you don't want to relive this event that she just went through. Like, so I right. like that really resonated with me in this movie. And some people are drawn to drugs and alcohol yes. after a trauma like that to to minimize those feelings, self-medicate, yes. quote unquote. I don't like using pops like, like all these like pop psychology terms but like you know it, it, you can lean into that too hard and then it, it's or you look back and it feels like it happened to someone else like when you ha think about the memories you don't have the it, like it, like you, you kind of feel it like a movie not like i lived it sort of thing it, it's yeah i do feel like it's it's an interesting take on maybe she was doing that with her mother's suicide that explains why like that one scene felt like a drug circle kind of thing yes and then she just goes way down that rabbit hole where she's yes. no longer in control or like really of what's real grounded. And what's not. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Of what's going really going on. Well, it's because she's in denial about her mom taking her own life mm -hmm. instead of accidentally ODing on sleeping pills, which like right. that also does happen. Like people do yeah. just accidentally OD on sleeping pills. So she is trying to like live in this world where her mom just made a mistake right. and didn't actively choose to take her life. And then nowadays, I mean take sleeping pills out of it but people act, people are overdosing at a higher rate than ever because of the, the fentanyl is in everything it's in every yeah. drug out there or even just combining like i took this pain med mm -hmm. and and tylenol and this heart medication and it was just a lethal cocktail didn't realize i shouldn't have taken them together that kills people all the time yeah mm -hmm. but anyway I wouldn't fuck with ghosts when I'm going through trauma. I think that's a bad idea. No, I think and well, and doing drugs while you're going through trauma is not a good idea either. Apparently, yeah, no, so like, yeah. yeah. But I 100% yeah. think this movie is a great like example of don't fuck around and you won't find out. Like, exactly. why would you do this? Like, if uh, Mikey, you touched on it earlier, but like. If I went to this party and I thought it was just like a bit, you know, like a TikTok thing, like our friends started and I was just going to go see him do it live. Mm -hmm. If I then had that experience where it looks super fucking real, I'd be like, all right, well, 
You guys have fun. I'm fucking out. Like, I'm not going to then try and do it myself. Right. I'm not going to let my friend's younger brother OD, essentially, is, that is, is what, what happens, happens in this, in this yes, movie. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Paige. Yeah. I feel my mom in this party tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have been fucking Audi. In fact, I would have seen those TikToks and been like, fake. No, I don't want to see it live. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Or if I didn't I go and it, it looked real, I'd be like, I will watch, but there's no way in fuck I'm touching that thing. Absolutely not. And I don't even want to stick around because here's the thing. Like, th- like I don't need a demon to know me. I don't need no demon putting me on blast, Mikey. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> want to be on the guest list. Well, I don't know why people are surprised. They see a ghost and it like looks, you know, scary. And then they're like, why would a ghost lie? And I'm like, well, if they're people, if ghosts were yeah, at one point people, people also lie. People are assholes. Like people's <laughs> moms lie to them every day. Yeah. Well, and they're not just like seeing and asking them because we do see later in the movie that they they will see and ask, but in the party they're like, let me in. Yeah. The like possession. Yeah. Well, I like that it goes both ways. Yes. Yeah. I thought that that was a cool aspect of it. When that little girl did that, I was like, this is not good for that kid. No. But I also, I loved the ending of this. Me too. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Literally when it happened, I was like, what? what? Yes. <laughs> okay. I have a question about the ending. Did Mia throw herself or did the sister push her? No, I think Mia threw herself in front of the cars. I read it as she threw herself. Uh, instead of because she lets go of the wheelchair and then you assume walked to the side of it and jumped right yes that's what i i thought happened yeah yeah but you you do actively see her let go of the wheelchair though like we do know that part of it right or because she is in a disassociative state right when that is happening maybe she did not completely understand what was happening other than letting go of the wheelchair i think it's it's a few different things and i don't love that the ending of this seems to say that the answer was her dying by suicide potentially by throwing herself into the street but what i loved was the flip turn of her being on the other side of the table that was so so cool yeah they shot that in such a cool way where i was like okay riley lived and he goes home and he's okay and then the dad lives and i was like sorry mia i mean i'm glad she snapped out of it at the end and then glad I, yes like, but man. Well, and the interesting, the the comment that we find out, because there was a lot of very subtle and tiny lore building in this to yeah. the point where mm-hmm. I'm like, let's watch a fucking sequel. Let's uh, oh, go. Oh, I bet we get a sequel. I bet we get yeah. one. And so that the brother of the first guy that we see later in the movie talks about, he's like, your body should be strong enough to push them out. Which means that like, if she had kind of stayed and had maybe had not passed away, that potentially she would have eventually been okay also. But it's this idea of like, it's not permanent. You can get past it. Yeah, It's just unfortunate that not everyone does. Yeah, it's like a sinus infection. No, Mikey, no, no, no. More like living through traumatic grief. Oh, 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 oh. Like pneumonia. <laughs> pneumonia. No. If you look at it like heroin. Yes. Think about people who, you know, like Patrick J. Pespis, legendary telemarketer, methadone, and they strengthen and get out of it. Yeah. But not everyone does. And sometimes it just takes people. Yeah. You know, and they don't intend for that to happen, but it happens. Yeah. You know, and you never know. There was like an old thing of like people hit rock bottom and then they change or whatever. But like there are some people who don't hit rock bottom. You have to really yeah reach out to them like people don't just end up they don't just like do one thing and like some people like get in a car crash and like i will get clean i need to go to rehab or whatever but some people will just go all the way down and not survive yeah yeah, there's a genetic component there's a there's like you know 
psychological components. But like, yeah, I mean, it does take people. Well, and I think that that's why most of the friends are fine after hitting the hand all night. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but she just gets addicted to it because she is trying to self-soothe her mother's passing. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, of course, her little brother, quote little brother, because they're not actually related, but very close family right. friend OD'd on it that night. Right. Right. And that right. was everyone else's wake up call. But for her, she was like, it just got her more into it because she's trying to avoid any sadness and grief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really I really dug that aspect of the movie. Yeah. And she wants to suck on them toes. But no, I, I, I thought... <laughs> I, I don't think since the night house I've seen such a good like metaphor in horror, like a good yeah. grounded emotional metaphor with it. Yeah. I love that movie. And so it's like this one really is up there for me because I felt the same kind of connection with the film. Yeah. I think that this excels at making you connect with it. Whereas last week's even I loved last week's at movie too. Yes. You don't, yeah. don't you just don't connect with it as much. So like this one meant more to me than last week's. Yeah. Yeah, except they both both movies, their accents are just not One was uh, deeply southern And one was deeply New Zealand (laughs) uh, Still deeply southern Well yeah Yeah, Just further south Just further south (laughs) The most south Yeah (laughs) But I do think if teenagers were really using this hand I think one of the dudes would have put his dick in this hand And been like talk to me (laughs) I feel like that absolutely happens (laughs) There's a reason they all keep doing it You know what I'm saying But you know how hard they have to like pull the hand off people Because I feel like the hand likes certain people more than others In a way Tell me about it Where I feel like maybe the hand sees who it can latch into a little bit It's really hard for them to pull it off Mia Right? Yeah It's almost impossible for them to pull it off Riley You know, so I feel like sometimes the hand knows But <laughs> if you put your dick in it And they couldn't get it off Like, is there a ghost down there That's just walking around dickless? <laughs> Did somebody snatch up that dick? That's what I'm thinking Somebody yeah. snatching that dick You can dick. survive a dismemberment you can, <laughs> although you lose a lot of blood, so you gotta hope that the ambulance mm. gets there fast. Yeah. Well, you gotta do a handstand so you can get it above your heart. Yes. And tourniquet your balls. <laughs> and tourniquet your balls. I know we're <laughs> making jokes right now, but that's actually true. Elevate your bleeding wounds, friends. Tourniquet them and elevate. <laughs> if I was dismembered, though, I'd probably just be like, it's my time to go. Yeah. I had a good <laughs> run. Uh-huh. I wish my last time wasn't alone. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my last time wasn't a weird ceramic hand. My grandparents were right. Handy's killed me in the end. <laughs> Jerking off. What did it? Here's my question. Uh-huh. We hear a couple different origin stories for the hand. Which do you believe or do you have an alternate theory? I think it's kind of like a Ouija board where like you can yes. make your own hand as long as you set the candle up and like you do and oh. say the, the right things where like anybody could get give a handy. Interesting. <laughs> That's an interesting thought. I too prescribe to the anybody can give a handy belief. In this movie, Mikey. And I do think, like, you could set up your own, like, papillotta mache hand and then just set your dick in it and say, jerk to me or whatever it would be in that case. I wonder if you can do different commands. (laughs) I think Mia kind of demonstrates that you can a little bit when she talks to the Mm -hmm. little girl. Yeah. But it has to be you. Like, you have to be engaging with it. You can't do it on somebody else's behalf. Right. Which I thought was really interesting. I was really interested in all the writing on the hand and how that got there 
and are people writing on it or are these recorded things from the people it has taken? Because it looks sort of like it's a cast, right? But people have written. Yes. But, yes. And it's not just names. There's other things on it, too. It's phrases like I want to be free. Like, yeah. yeah. I want to be free. I want to be free from this hand. It has got my dick held. I don't need you. That would have been uh, a cool lore building in the last little scene because she appears in, a, I believe, a different country because they're speaking a different language. It is. If the, if the hand looked really different. Yeah. And you don't really see it. You don't see it in that scene. Yeah, because yeah. at, at that point, you're like, how did it get there? Where is it? Are there more hands? Is there more than one? Which makes me think you can make it. That, me that's too. what makes me think as long as if you open the door and like do what you're because they're like you need to say this and blow the candle out yeah, yeah. and like the candle was important because it guides people in I think you just need you gotta set it up like a Ouija board you gotta right. like set the tone right set the mood mm -hmm. yeah and then you call it up on whatever hand you got but I do Mikey I do think that this happens shortly after she dies and they take her you know soul or whatever mm -hmm. just in a different country with someone who like just giving out handies all over the globe you know like there's a bunch of them yeah yeah and if i if i end up in france or whatever i'd be like hoo, hoo, hoo. Oui, oui, oui. Hello. Oh, oh, hola ghosts hola ghosts in france in and france Mikey, you'd be the ghost in that scenario like that would be the most confusing haunt ever i'd be like why is this american santa claus being racist at me i'd be like i'd be like so Surrender your body like you surrendered in World War II. Oh, God. So here's my question. We know that they're posting this on TikTok, right? Like, that's yes. a feature of the movie. So I would be immune to all of this. Yes. Of course. But also, do you think there's a TikTok DIY video on how to make your own hands? Yes. 1,000% yes. there is. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's so creative. We're just going to put a block of cheese and plaster of Paris and have a hand and it'll be fine. <laughs> You would definitely catch me eating that hand if it was made of cheese, Paige. I would see it two years later in, in a reel on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would. And then you would send it to me and I'd be like, bro, we stopped doing this dance two years ago. I'd be like, do you see this hand thing? It's crazy. Hey, I, that, that reminds me. When we're together in LA, we should really do one of these Harlem Shake videos that's blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> We can bring it back. No, we can't. We can bring no, we it can't, back. Mikey. Although Jinkos are coming back. Mm -hmm. This we is can the bring time. Let's bring Jinkos back. Juicy sweatpants are coming back. Did you say Jinkos? Yeah, Jinkos. Jinkos. Don't get too excited over there. I'm not. I'm definitely never going to ever dress like Fred Durst. Oh, I, I already ordered a pair. Whatever. Uh, I thought you'd like Jinkos because you could fit so many layers under them. Yeah, you could fit layers. No, I saw what Fred Durst looked like in like 2003 and I was like, I'm good. A millionaire? I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the new, there's a, a, a sound that's popular on TikTok right now. And the part that people keep clipping out and dancing to is just like, I'm the main girl of Juicy Couture. And I'm just like, I don't know what this song is, but no. Show me on these sweatpants where Juicy Couture hurts you. It's <laughs> like, across the butt page where it says Juicy that's where they've been branded. So, somebody <laughs> at work was like, we want to take you shopping or whatever. And like, we got to go back to, we, we need to go to Abercrombie. And I was like, Abercrombie? I haven't been there in 20 years. They have not innovated in those 20 years, I, by the I, way. <laughs> it's just their clothes came back around. I don't, I'm like, Mikey, we can go shopping while you're here. Take me to Rodeo. You can't afford Rodeo, motherfucker. You got to go on Rodeo so far that they call it Rodeo. And then you can buy that <laughs> shirt. Here's what's funny. You laugh, Todd. There is a point. 
I know. I watched Entourage. I know where that point is. Please, <laughs> Paige. But hey, maybe we should just go through this movie scene by scene or something. Oh, if yes. you really want to. This movie really scared me, guys. I don't want to do any of this. Let's do it. I'm excited. Now, I was worried when this film started because there were the most production companies I had ever seen. <laughs> on a movie i love production they're, they're not as many there used to be in the night when i worked at a movie theater in like 2002 there was always seven production companies on every movie and i loved it <laughs> well i think what happened with this is i think this came out of the festival circuit and it then i did. think a24 bought it for distro yeah and yes i'm gonna keep calling it distro i'm watching too many drug shows uh <laughs> that's what i think happened um, because that's one of the things that A24 is really good at. That's why they have such a good reputation. They don't make everything they put out, but they go find really good things and are like, we'll put the A24 name on this and put this out. Yep. And I think that's what happened here. So we open on a house party uh, where a guy who we will officially meet later in the movie is looking for his brother, Duckett. I don't know what kind of name that is, but it's a name of a character in this film. Yeah, you really only see him for uh, this scene, really. Yeah. This blistering cold open, yes. Yeah. It's really foreshadowing because he definitely could not duck that knife. No, he tried, but it hit him right in the face. Yeah, although he does survive. Oh, Duckett doesn't, though. Duckett kills himself. Right, yes. Yeah. But the brother gets full stabbed in the chest. Yeah, his name's Cole, yeah. Cole, yes. Cole shows up at a house party. He's been free basing handies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his his brother Duckett has been, yeah. Anyway, he shows up at this house party. And Cole is obviously two things. One, sober, and two, piss the fuck off. And I kind of <laughs> love it. Because uh, he's like, you guys still doing this shit? You know he's bad. And I thought it was going to be drugs, right? Same. Because I was like, I, I don't know when the hand comes in. Uh, he shows up. He kicks down the door in this house at this party because he's like, it is that imperative that I get to him, right? There's yeah. a lot of doors and a lot of kicking down in this film. What I appreciated about Cole breaking through that door is that was a real ass door. Like, Oh, yeah. And it takes him a few minutes to kick through it. Yeah. It took yeah, him a bit. And, and people are like, you're wrecking the house. People are going to be mad. And he's like, I don't care. He's going to die. And you're like, yeah, how is he so sure about this? Like, wow. OK, this is a lot of energy to open a movie. With. Yes, it is. It's a brutal cold open, though. Like I was like, oh, my God. Yes. So he kicks the door down and we see his brother Duckett and Duckett don't look good. Duckett looks bad it looks like he's been scratched up in like a very non-sexual way that you might expect to see at a party like mm. yeah well he looks kind of like if you were to encounter someone who unfortunately was very deep in their addiction yes that is kind of what it looks like yeah uh depending on what you're addicted to uh he's he's very kind of gaunt he looks he's bruised up it looks like he's gotten in some fights it's not good yeah and he says to Cole, can you see them? They're here. And Cole's like, I'm taking you home. And he says, mom said you're going to hurt a lot of people. And he says, mom's dead. And then he says, you're not him. And he says, what are you talking about? And as he pulls him out into the room, everyone has their phones out. Yeah. They're like getting video of it, which would totally happen. Like this would 1000% happen. Mm -hmm. But I also like... It immediately made me A, side with Cole and B, feel for him where he's like, put your fucking phones away. Like, I'm getting him fucking help. Fuck you guys. Yeah, he just wants to protect his brother. Like, I, the beginning of this is so fucking sad. Like, yeah, because essentially as he turns to tell everyone to put the phones away, 
his brother grabs a knife and stabs him in the chest with it. And we will find out that he ultimately survives. But then as he kind of falls and people now have this on video and have kind of scattered. Oh, they're running away at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, the cops are definitely coming now. Duckett walks out into basically like the driveway of the house, like a courtyard outside and stabs himself through the eye. And at that point, I was just like, fuck. (laughs) Like, that's the beginning of this movie. Hard cut to credits. Like, that's where we're starting, right? I literally wrote my notes, well, that was a fucked up cold open. But I am here for a fucked up cold open. That's how people should be writing shit. Sets the tone. Set the tone. I want people to finish that cold open and be like, holy fucking shit. I don't want to be here for this, but now I have to be here for this. Now, I will say, I had to get used to their accents because I didn't know this next funeral part was either her mom's funeral or the kid's funeral because I was trying to figure out if they were connected. So, same. Uh, and it's not a funeral. It's the anniversary of her mom's passing. Yeah. So it's been two years since. because It's a remembrance. It's a remembrance. We get to the next scene. Mia is at her mom's remembrance and she's kind of talking to a few other people. Uh, and she mentions that she's like, I want to take her out of my phone, but I just can't bring myself to do it yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. And she's like, so what about after school? Are you going to work with your dad? And it's clear that she and her dad are not getting along. And it seems like she kind of disassociates whenever she deals with her dad. Because yep. it's not until three quarters of the way through the movie that we even see that guy's face. Because he's yes. always blurred in the background yep. with a racked focus. Yeah. It's a fascinating convention that they use mm-hmm. in this movie that I think is very, very subtle, but extremely effective. They do a great, great job with it. It does a really great job of showing that she is distancing herself from everything that reminds her of the sadness of her mother's passing. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And having seen the entire movie at this point, it made me question if she had always known that her mother, unfortunately, had, had died by suicide and would did not believe it and was kind of rewriting that narrative for herself or if she truly does find out in this movie when the dad reads the letter because for me i think maybe that could be a part of the disconnect is her kind of in denial about what happened and her dad trying to talk to her about what happened out of an abundance of concern for her yeah i think that she had doubts as to the motive behind her mother's death but was choosing to err on the side of it was just an accident. And then when her dad confirms for her, her fear that it was a pre-planned event. Yeah. That is what made her snap and then ultimately kill her father in like, Oh, he lives. Sorry. She stabs him through the throat. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Stabs him. Yes. I I would say if you look at it through the disassociation or substance abuse metaphor, it's like she finally learns cannot just does not have the capacity to process that. Yeah further down disassociation and or addiction which hurts her family it does yeah when i saw that in the movie my first thought was "Ooh, the ghost lied which is how they don't get me because i'm like you fucking lying ass ghost right Ghosts always be lying i I knew the ghost was lying no one needs that much sleep medication at 2 p.m mom well i think the reality is she doesn't want to believe that it's true and it is yeah more comforting to believe that what the ghost is saying of I would never want to hurt you I would never do this to you but it's more complex than that and it's more layered than that yeah it's easier to ignore hard things than it is to sit to like process them and accept them 
Yeah. So like, I think she runs from that. Yes. And then like everything gets worse, where she like, yeah, basically turns on her dad. Well, she was disassociating before, but he like is making an effort and clears up, and then she turns on him because she cannot, she just can't accept it. She's right. Just, yeah. This is not. It's not happening. Yeah. Because her mom's ghost lied to her about it. It's not her mom. Yeah, it's, it's somebody else lying. Anyway, so she gets a phone call and is like, now, okay, I'll go. We don't know who it is, but we cut to two kids hanging outside. And they're clearly younger than her by at least a couple years, but they're old enough to kind of be out on their own. They just can't drive yet, right? Yeah. And we get a little bit of a sense of Riley here that Riley is kind of younger and gets picked on a little bit and is very much like, I want to be cool. I want to do the cool, the things a cool person does. That kind of, that age where everyone wants to be Don't grown up be and cool? just aren't there there. Yeah. Do it one time. First one's free. It always is, Mikey. Just say no to ghosts, kids. <laughs> yeah. But Mia, who we just met at the funeral, pulls up and is just like, hey, I'll pick you up. Other kid, do you need a ride? No? Okay. So they drive away and they're singing in the car and at this point i was like okay i love that this is a horror movie in the middle of a of an emotional coming of age story i'm here for it yeah and i love that they're singing badly like this is how you would sing along to chandeliers right like this is how you would do that absolutely but they stop because they see a dying kangaroo in the road yeah which i thought was like brutal because mikey don't box kangaroos this close to the street quit hitting them with your dick you gotta register that shit as a weapon if i don't display the kangaroos i defeat publicly how will the other ones know not to mess with me I love that Mikey thinks he could beat up a kangaroo. That kangaroo would wreck your shit, man. This one's small. I could definitely take this one. You probably could take this one because it's a baby kangaroo. I'm ready. I've been watching videos online. I could do this. (laughs) Let's go. Let's do a live show in Australia, and I want to box a kangaroo in the live show. I love that there is a How to Fight a Roo YouTube video that Mikey's been studying. Uh, first of all, I've already told you that I need a lot of zeros on my check to go to Spider Island, okay? <laughs> Secondly, you're going to get your shit rocked. Yeah, and I can't wait. We could take bets. We could make a ton of money. Oh, if you don't think if you actually box a kangaroo, I'm not going to show up in a crazy white wig, you're insane. If we did it like a big event and we took bets, the house get, the house always makes its cut page. It doesn't matter if I win or lose, but I'm going to bet on myself because I am confident. Again, Spider Island, I need my money up front. <laughs> I told Rose Battle I wouldn't go there either. We may have to do this in a cargo ship in international waters. Okay, now I'm listening. Our, I'm now sorry, I'm here. The official Harvard cruise. cruise. <laughs> yeah. I got a contact at Carnival. Let me see if I, if I can set up a Rue cage match for you on the high seas. <laughs> I think we're going to have to call in some pirates on this one. Like, I don't think that like Royal Caribbean's going to help us out. If If it kicks the shit out of me, if I lose. I will come back here and I will I will eat crow in a coffin. Pop. You will come back in a coffin. Ah. It'll fucking kill you. It's going to rip your dick off and then eat your face. <laughs> That's why you don't put your dick in its hand and say, talk to me. Yeah, I'm not going to do that, Paige. It's going to be protected. Clearly, he was trying to put it in the pouch. But secondly, like <laughs> that's the only place it fit. I'm not going to fight a woman, Paige. This is also like when people think they can fight orangutans. It's like, no, I wouldn't fight an orangutan. Kangaroos are just as dangerous, motherfucker. But arguably they have better balance, Paige. 
<laughs> and nicer shoulders. I get it. Yeah, like trust. I've seen those yokes ruse. Like I, I have seen the videos. We'll find out someday. Oh God, I hope we don't because we'd end up with either Mikey or a kangaroo looking like the kangaroo in this movie, like half dead on the road, like crying. Yeah. And it was very sad to see, which is why we had to make jokes. It was very, very sad. And yeah. and she can't bring herself to run it back over to put it out of her its misery. And I think this is part of her not grappling with her mother's death in a way where she cannot be that finality. Oh, man, I wouldn't be able to do that either, though, Paige. I would not struggle. With a car. <laughs> I would struggle. I'd strangle it with my hands. like a- <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Mikey wants to watch the life drain from its eyes. Look at me. Oh, Mikey. What if it just turned it on? <laughs> Enemies to lovers. There are types who do like being choked, Paige. It is what it is. But probably not after they've been hit by a car. I don't know, man. Consensually, I don't know. Ew. I don't know if anyone would be consensually I'm hit try, by a I'm car trying in a to sexual like, I'm trying to rope in a, like a Dunkaroos joke. <laughs> but it's it's hard. We're getting further from Dunkaroos. Yeah, I don't think no, I don't think we're gonna be anywhere near Dunkaroo. <laughs> it's a shame Mikey can't hold a relationship any longer, but he gets dumperooed way too fast. Sorry, I tried to get there, but I couldn't. No, I, I'm more concerned about in this movie where they kangaroo jackknife out of the way of that kangaroo in the street, like, and then drive away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. That roo was down under her tires. Like it was, yeah. Well, I mean, the guy's like, finish it off. I'd be like, you finish it off. Finish it But also like, that's good meat Get right over there. here, kangaroo. Like, calm down, Riley. Stop trying to murder this roo on the side of the road. <laughs> well, maybe that's why the ghost of the crocodile hunter tried to murder him. Oh, R.I.P. Steve. His son is hot. So is his daughter, Paige. <laughs> oh, my God. What is happening right now? Wendy, if you're out there. Bindi. First of all, her name is Bindi, not Wendy. Well, I can't. I don't know their name. Paige, don't mess up Mikey's flow with facts. Yeah, <laughs> please. If you go on a date with, I think she's married. But if you're not <laughs> with kids, I believe. Yeah, that's Mikey's type. If you're, if you're divorced, yeah. Like if you're if you're getting a divorce, I'll go out with you, and I, I won't fight a kangaroo if you go out with me. Okay. All right. The only thing that can save all the rules in, in Australia <laughs> is Bindi Irwin's hand in marriage. Is it Bindi? It it is Bindi, yeah. Okay. Is she married? I'm going to Google this now. I know she has kids. Yeah, they look really happy. But Google her brother. He looks like an extra Hemsworth. I'm not Googling him. I can only get so turned on, Paige. <laughs> her husband is a professional wakeboarder. His abs have abs. <laughs> <laughs> They met at a zoo. I, this, is, this is my three-second research I've done on this. They met at a zoo, and then they got married in the same zoo like six years later. They met They met as teenagers working in a zoo together. Oh. That's honestly really sweet, Mikey. Right? You can't <laughs> compete with that. Well, time to fight a kangaroo. <laughs> okay, since this movie's about hands, right? There was a tweet the other day uh, that whenever a girl says you have nice hands, she's actively trying to restrain herself from like ripping your clothes off and boning you. Has anyone ever said that to you guys? Yes. Yes. But it was said more like, you have nice hands. (laughs) (laughs) I've even had a girl come up to me like and say, this is at a show. And I had never met this girl ever. I was like selling merch after the show. And she came up and she goes, I bet drummers have really strong hands, huh? And I was like, I I guess I could see that leap in logic. And then D, 
leaned over and was like, she was trying to fuck you. I was like, yeah. did not pick up on that at all. But also because guitarists have calluses, that's why you go for the drummer. Yeah, they, they're holding that thin piece of wood. I can see why people are attracted. <laughs> How many girls have come up and been like, you have really nice feet? Well, I don't like wear sandals often. <laughs> Mikey, bears don't speak English. <laughs> I will say this, though. Even if I had my feet out, no one would have said that to me ever. I know, Todd. I know. Todd, he's a very cute guy, but his feet are ugly as fuck. And that's just, it's not a running joke. It is a God's honest truth. Mikey, it's not a running joke. It's a running fact. Yeah. I just remember when we showed Katrina on the screen, she was fully oh, prepared to be like, they're probably not that bad. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, back to this movie. Ooh. Appendages. Uh, so they get back to uh, Riley, the younger guy's house. Yeah. Where we meet his sister, Jade, who is friends with Mia. And apparently Mia was supposed to pick him up. Didn't. So they're all kind of talking. And Mia is like, hey, why are you ignoring my calls? And she's like, oh, I'm busy, you know, or whatever. And it turns out she's actually texting Daniel, who at one point was dating Mia. <laughs> this shit is the most high school shit ever, though. And I thought yes. it was so funny because like Mia and Daniel dated like three years ago, which is probably like ninth Them grade. Them just holding maybe? hands and yeah. maybe kissing. Yeah. Yeah. So like they didn't really like date date, but they're still friends. Right. And now Daniel is dating Oh, I forget her name, but Riley's older sister. Jade. Jade. Thank you. Yeah. But it's also in this scene that we see Haley's video. And Haley is one of their friends from school or acquaintance from school is what I'll call it. Who's Haley? Haley is the one with the hand. The hand dealer. Yeah, the hand dealer. <laughs> anyway, so they watch Haley's video. And at this point, they're debating whether or not it's fake, but they're doing it again tonight. And Mia's like, I want to go. And Jade is like, I don't want to go. Yeah. And Mia's like, come on. I just, you know, it was my mom's thing. I just want to forget don't about it. Don't you want to be cool? Don't want to be cool. This one isn't actually, don't you want to be cool? It's a different kind of guilt trip where it's like, hey, my mom died a year ago or two years ago today. Two don't years you, ago, yeah. Aren't you obligated to like come and be my friend tonight? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and she's like, I just want to forget about it. And by seeing some spooky shit. As someone who did that to all my friends for like the rest of high school, I apologize. And like all of a podcast. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Y'all make it hard for me to be open about my trauma. <laughs> I think you're too open. And as a therapist, that should say a lot. We got to blow out the candle and close the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so she's like, okay, well, I'll go if Daniel can come. Like, okay, fine. Now we cut to uh, Jade's mom, Sue, comes home, and she might be my favorite character of this movie. <laughs> I love Because she is mom to the max. She's the I best. fucking love her. Yeah. She knows exactly what they're all up to at all points. Dude, when she's interrogating them and like using different techniques because they're I in different rooms, so much. I was like, this is <laughs> awesome. She is the best mom ever. Yeah. And so at this point, they all kind of like get ready. Mom's getting ready for bed. And Jade is like, hey, are you going to bed right now? And she's like, why are you about to sneak out? And she's just like, <laughs> what? No, I've never. Why would you? And she's like, because you only asked me if I'm going to bed when you're going to sneak out. And she's like, I would never. I I'm definitely not sneaking out. And she's like, you are. Use condoms. Bye. <laughs> Like, I know what you're up to, basically. She's the best, man. Because it is very much like 
all right, we can play this dance of like, you're not going to sneak out, but we both know you're going to sneak out. So like, be responsible, take condoms or whatever, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a very adult way to parent, which I know sounds crazy. Well, and and these are older teens. That's what I'm right? saying. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they, they can drive. Yeah. They're mobile. Yeah. Did y'all sneak out a lot? Fuck no, bro. I was a nerd. I <laughs> never did. But I also lived really far away from my friends. Oh, I also didn't have a curfew, though. I snuck out some. But then one time, my friend crashed into my car after, while we were out. And it was bad. I bet your parents were so mad at you. Um, I called my mom. Actually, I went to the house. Oh, his car, the he like just, it was like a fender bender, but his bumper got embedded in his oh, tire. No. Fuck. And so we had to go... <laughs> Oh, my God. So you couldn't drive away from the scene either. I could. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we had to, like, I had to tell my mom, and then she was pretty pissed. Uh, But that guy's dad was really pissed. Well, he hit you, right? Yeah. That's their problem, then. (laughs) I didn't really have a curfew, uh, so I did spend my, like, senior and part of my junior year, because I could drive, and I had, like, a car, uh, just helping people teepee houses, (laughs) like, a ton. You're also the kind of person who I could see, like, the night before, like, TPing someone's house, and then that next morning showing up to, like, help them clean it off. Oh, I did not do that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> One time I duct-taped dead fish underneath their porch. Good lord! That's terrible, Mikey! I know. It was bad. I didn't like We that. did accidentally glitter a driveway. You accidentally did it? We did it. We didn't realize how hard it would be to clean up. And so, like, the teacher that we had TP'd knew it was us and came to us the next day and was like, look, the TP's fine. Just please no more glitter. And we were like, oh, okay. Sorry, bro. We had a parade in our town. And then, like, our church made this, like, 10-foot paper mache, like, parade-type globe. And I stole it. And then we... (laughs) Oh, my God. I was not expecting that. Okay. I'm so sorry. So sorry. And... This dude was like not a great dude, so we kept putting it in his yard. I love this. And then we, and then we kept finding it because he like trash wouldn't pick it up, so he would like go throw it on the side of the road, and we would like find out. He pick it back up. Yes, and we put it back in the yard. And he had like he had like called the cops and had the neighbors all <laughs> doing stuff. So we just throw that fucking globe in his yard so many times. It was really funny for me as a teenager. I'm sure it like stressed them out and made them really mad, but like it was harmless, I think. Anyway, they're teens doing teen shit. Yeah. Doing what teens do, sneaking out, doing drugs. Doing drugs, fucking each other, just diddling their fingers up in each other's bits. <laughs> you didn't diddle your finger up in nobody's bit, Mikey? Not as a teenager, I did not know. No, I said Mikey. I knew you were straight edge. <laughs> yeah, no, Wait, I was I was spending I was sneaking out to go to Star Wars movies and shit. <laughs> okay, I fully did that though too. And was disappointed each time. I know. Fucking prequels, man. Not me, man. Prequels for life. Yeah, I mean, I was in the youth group. I don't think we can be friends anymore. Because he was in youth group? Yeah. No, because he liked the prequels. Oh, that's a good reason to not want to be his friend. That's true. Look, I've seen the sequels. 
and the prequels make the sequels look like the original. That's not a compliment, though. First of all, no. <laughs> I would say they're equally bad. I don't know, man. I think they did get progressively worse. Like, Star Wars, the original trilogy, great. Prequels, not great. The most recent ones were dog shit. Force Awakens is not terrible. This is the second episode in a row. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to have to cut. <laughs> 30 hours later. Uh, exactly. <laughs> cut back into this movie. Anyway, so. Darth Maul was cool. Goodbye. <laughs> so Riley's with them and he's like Mia said I, I could come but this is going to establish that like Mia is kind of also a big sister and maybe not the best influence on Riley right yeah so they go to the house they show up and no one is really talking to Mia and in fact Haley pulls Jade aside and just says why did you have to bring her she annoys the shit out of me she irritates me we don't know why that is but I would assume that perhaps Mia, in dealing with the grief of her mom, has maybe not been the most easy person to be a friend to, because that happens sometimes. And Jade has kind of stuck by her, but maybe other friends at school have maybe not made that decision. Yeah, I sort of got the vibe that, like, Eowyn, her, her mom, uh -huh, is, Sue. like, Mia's mother's friend, right? Right. So, like, they, their families were super close, right? Right. And they sort of grew up together and, you know, the, right. so, like, Jade's family has sort of adopted Mia because they were all friends, you know, and this sad thing happened and Mia needed support, you know? Mm -hmm. So they've sort of adopted her over the past two years, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they're like, Let's get the show on the road. We're going to do the hand thing. We're all getting hand jobs. <laughs> this circle jerk is about to commence. Uh, we're, we're all going to get handered, handered tonight. It's like, like hammered, but with hands. Yeah, no, I got hands. it. I was just concerned at how many times these teenagers were just raw dogging that hand. <laughs> Nobody wore a glove. Now I know they should have been putting gloves on in between each one. This is a post COVID world, guys. Anyway, Mia volunteers to go first. So they tie her to the chair. Like belt her. Yeah. They, it's like tight. They tie her down. Yes. And this is where the rules are established. Where Haley says that you can't go for more than 90 seconds uh, because it sticks with you. Yeah. Because that's when it wants to stay. Yeah. Right. And if you die while they're in you, they have you forever. Which I do think is why she ends up on the other side of the table. Absolutely. Yes. So they... Light the candle to open the door, blow it out to close it. They're like, okay, Mia, put your hand on it and say, talk to me. And she does. And then suddenly there's an old man sitting there and she immediately pulls her hand back. That shit scared the fuck out of me too, man. Like, <laughs> that, this is the moment where like the jump scares started to happen and it was like relentless. The ghosts look pretty creepy. I, I like do. I like the special effect. Me too. Right. And so they, they're like, hey, that happens, but it's different every time. And so she's like, okay. So she does it again. And now it's it's a creepy lady. And she says, I let you in. And she goes back in the chair. Her and like neck snaps back. It's fucking creepy looking. I mean, it looks like the way someone looks when they like yeah, yeah, are yeah. taking heroin. Like they, yeah, it's just such a great feeling. You just sort of have this like orgasmic rush. And their pupils dilate. Yeah. Which is why her their eyes go black. Yeah, but it's almost like hypnosis where they can kind of talk to her. Yeah. But she and the actress playing Mia does this so well. She's so Because good. she comes back and she's 
a different person. She's fully it's not her. a different person and has not said a damn thing yet. And that yes. is so impressive to see. And just even with her body, yeah. you see her. She is a different fucking person. And it is eerie. Yeah. And she then starts to kind of talk to people where she's like, he's behind you, you know, and you got to run. He'll split you. And then the chair falls and she's screaming, run, run, run. And it's fucking it's terrifying. So like, I... I Fuck, I was like squirming in bed watching this movie. This part really scared me. Well, and they go to pull the hand off her and they can't get it off. So they have to fight to get the hand off of her. And when they do, they're like, I'm sorry, we went a bit over. Yeah. So this is our indicate. This is why it's going to touch Mia because she went over. Yeah, she got a bit too much, you know? Yeah. Or she had a natural predilation of causing it to go go I over. think she does and I think this I think so also too. kind of demonstrates that like I said like I think the hand knows who it can take right yes. and and it targets those people and I think she's one of them I think Duckett was one of them too where there's a genetic predisposition or something because she seems to have such a more powerful reaction than others do to it where she's in it she's a different person and it is yeah eerie it is and they finally get the hand away from her and they're like that was the best one yet and i think it's because for them videotaping it they're like she was a different fucking person that was fucking wild so we cut to them back home mia's staying the night over at jade's and riley gets scared because he watched all of this and he goes to try and sleep in his sister's room and she's like no so he goes to sleep next to Mia on the couch bed, which again, she's like a big sister, you know, whatever. Yeah. And she talks to him about it and is like, did it scare you? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, are you going to have nightmares? He's like, I don't really have nightmares. And she goes, I do. I have this reoccurring nightmare that I'm looking in the mirror, but my reflection is gone like I don't exist. Which is what she's going to end up being when she's on the other side of that hand, man. Yep. Or as I call it in my profession, a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but this also is where he's like, what did the hand feel like? And she says, amazing. It felt like I was glowing and I could hear and see and feel everything. And I was, it was almost like I was in the sea. It felt incredible. Yeah. That's what my hand feels like, ladies. Well, and she also <laughs> describes it as kind of gold and glowing. And the few times that we see her mm. kind of over on that side, it's gold and glowing, which again, yeah. sounds a little heroiny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But. This is also where Riley's like, how did your mom die? And she's like, you know, and he's like, only a little bit. They didn't actually tell me, which is this is a great way to get some exposition in so that we kind of understand a little it bit is. more. It's also realistic that they wouldn't have given all the details to a fucking 14 year old kid, you know? So sure. Like, yeah. yeah. And but so she says she took some, too many sleeping pills by accident. And, and at this point, I was like, was it an accident, though? Yeah. But I mean, she definitely is confirming here that she currently believes it was an accident. Yes. And her dad was sleeping on the couch and then couldn't open the door in the morning because her mother had unfortunately died against the door and her body was blocking it. Ugh. But when they did open the door, there were scratches on the door. So she tried to get help, but she couldn't. That happens a lot with suicide attempts is that they're very impulsive. And like most people who are in a suicidal state uh, and a lot of people don't conceptualize like a lot of my training when I train people is like people who are suicidal, 
it's kind of a they want to live and die at the same time. It's called you know suicidal ambiguity. Mm-hmm. And so you get it explains a lot of behaviors such as like they do overdose and then call an ambulance. And a lot of people are like, well, if they right. really wanted to die, why did they call an ambulance? And it's because most people who are suicidal are not just like 100 percent there. It's it's a pain that is like dragging them down. Right. And it's not they want to live, but they also want to die at the same time. So there's a lot of like after they attempt of like wanting to you, your survival instinct is there. And then like also like it, it is kind of an impulse. And then after that, you're like, oh, my God, what have I done? Yeah. So there's a lot of those behaviors. I think one of the for me moving ones is the guy who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and survived. Yeah, we've actually talked about that doc before. Yeah, you guys yeah. have mentioned that. Yeah, I've heard him speak live and it is uh, oof, it's incredible. I Yeah, because and he has said multiple times the second his feet left the bridge, he regretted it. Yeah. Where he was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to do this anymore, which is also why. I f- this is why we don't have a gun in our house. Same. Right? That's why I don't have a gun in my house. The, the I used impulse to. is too quick. You know, yep. like y- you can't take that one back. Yeah. I've talked to many people who regretted their attempt and people do recover from depression and suicidal thoughts. And yeah. Stuff like that. So it's hard. But when you're in it, you feel hopeless. Like things will never get better. But like people do recover. But it's hard to just like after a breakup, people are like just give it time. You'll feel OK. Like that. Like it. it it's true, but it, it doesn't sink in that kind of stuff. It's just like someone going through a mental health crisis. You can't. Yeah. Can't just be like, it'll get better if you keep doing what you're supposed to do. And then you're like, fuck you. Well, especially your brain is telling you the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. logically, that's true. But in the moment, it feels like it's going to feel like this forever. That's part of the depression. Yeah. That's what makes yeah. humanity a humanity. Emotions are way more powerful than logic. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, he falls asleep watching videos on the phone and she takes the phone and takes the headphones. But then there's a creepy hand yeah. on his face. So we know that they're already in. Trunks got their fingers on him. Yeah. We knew they were already in when. They let her go 30 or like three seconds over or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they let her. I think I think it would oh, not let yeah, go. Sure. I guess that's fair. You're right. Yeah. We cut to the next day at school and they approach Haley again and they're like, Daniel wants a turn. So can we do this again? And Haley is like, hold on. I got to talk to my hand. Connect. Yeah, I got to. <laughs> yeah, I got to talk to my hand. <laughs> got to talk to my guy. But they decide that because Sue, Jade's mom, is going to work at night she works the night shift that they're going to kind of assemble at the house and not a huge party but just a group of them no yeah to do it it's like seven people it's not a party anyway daniel comes over after school and is like hey is jade home and this is where sue is just like when's the party (laughs) i love (laughs) this because it is cutting from like her opening a door and interrogating somebody to like her interrogating somebody else in another room and it's like jumping back and forth as she's interrogating them while she's getting ready for work and i thought that shit was hilarious so good and and goes back to like through riley and his friend (laughs) like then back to them back to mia being like If I find out, like, I will ban you from this house. Yeah, she interrogates Daniel at the door and then, like, goes and interrogates Riley. And then, like, she goes back and interrogates Jade and Mia. And Daniel's now in the bed with them, just, like, chatting or whatever. And, And then she just gives up at one point and just says to Daniel, my daughter's vagina is off limits. Yes. And I was like, that would be terrifying if i was jade in that situation what about her boobs sir (laughs) (laughs) sir this is a production of beetlejuice (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's my favorite controversy (laughs) my husband and i've been walking around our house all morning saying nipple juice nipple juice nipple juice (laughs) anywho they assemble 
and there's there's like seven of them, just a handful, and it's not really. Oh, a, just a handful is right, Paige. Just a handful, just a group of friends. <laughs> all you need hanging out doing hand <laughs> stuff. You know, are we talking about your date to Beetlejuice, Mikey? I would I would go see Beetlejuice the musical. I'd give it. a I chance. would too. I think it would be really interesting. Would you go see it with Lauren Boebert? No, yeah. I wouldn't be around her for anything ever. I know, but Mikey would. That's why I asked. Gross, Mikey. <laughs> if she touches my. No nose. <laughs> no, no. She'd let me fight a kangaroo. There's no way she wouldn't. Yeah, because she's a bad person with bad ideas. <laughs> like, let me give this hand job at this children's musical. <laughs> Just because of you two, I'm going to try to date a famous political Republican commentator. What oh, did the no. edge have to do with this? Oh, you didn't mean you two, the band. Sorry. My bad. YouTube. No, you two, the band is the worst people in the world for that album they downloaded on my phone 10 years true ago. i do think it's weird that people got butt hurt because you two gave everyone their album. i didn't want their album Todd. i didn't don't put things it, on my todd. phone that i don't want then just don't download it we didn't todd it auto downloaded yeah. onto everyone's phone i did I not still, i can't still can't get rid of that fucking oh, album you had to you had to download it yourself no, no. it just it just it showed just up, showed on, up your phone. on your phone oh no that's oh that is terrible okay yeah fuck that I thought you had to like go actively download no. it. Like no. they gave you like a coupon code or some shit. No, you just opened your mu your Apple Music that one day and it was and like it was Oh there. no, fuck and, that. And no, I get it now. Get ridable. I have tried to delete that fucking album so many times, especially after I briefly dated a guy who's like, you know what, it was actually not a bad album. I don't know why people are so mad. And I was like, This <laughs> is a fundamental flag. difference between us, sir. <laughs> I switched to Spotify because of that. We live in the darkest of timelines. We do, yes. Speaking of dark timelines, would you guys like to get back to this movie? Todd, I like that you're rushing us through and we're actually making really good time yeah, on this really episode. An hour. I know. I and, know. and we're halfway through the movie. Someone's got plans today. Why don't you just rub it in? Oh, you going to fucking Taco Bell, you titty baby bitch? I'm actually not, but we are making a roast. So, like, I can't wait for that to pop out of the slow cooker. Ooh. But, yeah. yeah gonna roast it up until we go to LA but what when Mikey and I roast each other yes although tickets for that are probably already sold out well I'm sure we'll talk about how bad we bomb both bombed at the live show on the 24th <laughs> yeah so if you want to come see us make fun of ourselves for being the worst people at roast battle come to our show the 24th at flappers it really does depend on who else is roasting that day <laughs> you might not be the worst Paige I haven't sent you my bad jokes for a reason <laughs> This is Mikey from Harvirgin. I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Harvirgin here. <laughs> Talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh -huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor, they ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. <laughs> it's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? 
Can, can t- <laughs> Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. <laughs> so just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Anyway, back to this movie. So they ask Haley where they got the hand and they're like, oh, it's an embalmed hand from a medium but or a Satanist. We're not really sure. But it does say the other hand is just out there somewhere. But I think there's multiples. I think it's more than just the one. Oh, I think you can make your own, right? And I think that where whatever the hand is, it's connected to the demon realm or whatever. Yeah. Is it is it an, an embalmed hand or it's a paper mache hand? What is the hand? They say it's an embalmed hand that is then coated in ceramic. So they, they say it's ceramic, like plastered. But it actually has a hand in there. Yeah, but it has a hand in there. Yeah. So anybody can make it. Yeah, I don't think it really matters all that much. I think it is like a totem. Yeah. You know, it's imbued with the power you think it has. Right. And then when you grab onto it and say, talk to me, you start to see shit. This is 100% pure Colombian hand. (laughs) (laughs) At the end, I think it may have been, Mikey. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) This just in from the news, we've caught a submarine with... 10,000 pounds of hands on it trying to sneak across the border. <laughs> so they they were trying to sneak in 5,000 hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were charged with hand stuff and intent to distribute, you know what I mean? This is, it was $40 million street, <laughs> street value of hands. You got to watch out because uh, those hands, they're like powdered in fentanyl. You just don't know. Test your hands is all I'm saying, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that guy. We did a hand job together back in the day. <laughs> anyway, they start fingering it. <laughs> but the hand yeah the hand the, so this is where they they have daniel go first and it's it seems like he's choking for a long time kind of longer than we've seen before yeah but some demons are bigger than others Paige. so it takes a little bit more to get him in you know i what I'm know saying? it's a little finessing <laughs> just gotta relax that jaw yeah whoever this ghost slash demon is they start talking to Jade and are like, you make him soft. He's not into you. He's into Mia. And then it forces him to the floor where he ends up humping the floor and then making out with a dog. Yeah. Cookie fully makes out with him. And I have a dog that will just lick your face until you push her away. So like, I don't even think they like had to do this with CGI. I think he was just making out with a dog who was licking his face. And it made me feel bad for that guy. Yeah. I don't let let dogs lick on the mouth. I don't like it either. Mm. I, I Yeah. Mikey. I didn't like it. But 
he gets up after they do rip the hand out of his hand and he's like, delete that video, delete the video. I yeah. would be pissed. <laughs> oh, yeah, if there was video of you getting to second base with a dog? No, if they let that oh. happen way too long. Like, I would have been like, get yeah. the dog, get the fucking dog. Like, yeah. it was, I didn't like watching the scene. I feel like it went a little too, they could have had a different example. Yes. I I didn't mind it because to me it illustrated how cavalierly they were taking what was happening. Oh yeah. It's the equivalent of your drunk friend passing out and you drawing a dick on their face. I would have preferred any other example than him making mm. out with his dog. But at the end of the day, they are literally just watching their friend willingly get possessed by a demon yeah. for TikTok clout. Like that is what they're doing. They're not demons, they're ghosts, I think. Yeah, I think it's uncle I think they just say spirits. So it could be either. But I think conveniently it's just spirits. Okay. Well, because here's the thing. If it was ghosts, then it actually is her mom. And I don't think it's her mom, which would suggest demon. Yeah. I mean, it's not her mom because it's lying to them the whole time. Like, right. They're just whatever. Yeah. Unless her mom's like a really bad person. I don't her know. mom was Chairman Mao's side piece. <laughs> Did you guys know that 5,000 people lose hands every year in ritualistic sacrifice? I didn't. I had no idea. <laughs> Mikey gets it. Mikey got the joke. What episode was that on? The oh, last that was one. last episode. That was Dark Was the Night. Is that out no, yet? That was uh, Dark, the Dark and, and the Wicked. Wicked. It comes out on Monday. How much does, does that, is any of that make the episode? A lot of it makes the episode. <laughs> That was so wild to me. I'm so sorry for my two-party recording state because that actual phone call was bonkers. I have that audio saved in case like we do get in trouble. I've got it like in a pinch. You know what I'm saying? Oh Yeah, for sure. Anyway, they they pull the hand off of him. Now, here's the thing. He then continues to do it throughout the night. This is not a stopping point for Daniel. Daniel does it a couple no. more times. No, they, they all go a few times. Yeah, because we this is where we see the montage of them just like hitting it over Hand and tosh. over again yeah because what they, <laughs> but what they say is they're like get your thought dog out of here and no cameras basically like you slutty dog anyway so they do a montage <laughs> and mia is still the best at it where there's one where she's speaking french there's one where she kind of lunges at people so they've done it a yeah. bunch of times and Haley says it never gets old and at this point Riley, who has watched everyone do it, is like, can I do it even just for 60 seconds? And Jade is like, no, absolutely not. Well, because he's 14. He's like a child ass child. Yeah. yeah. And Mia is like, well, maybe just for six. It like contradicts her. Like maybe just six. And she's just like, one no, hand. yeah, we're not doing it. I said, and I don't care if you want to impress your stupid friend. No. Right. And they get in a fight over. It. He's like, I hate you. And she's like, hate me all you want. No. And she leaves. I think what she says is, do you think you're my favorite person? Which I thought was like the best older <laughs> sibling comeback. This has a lot of young sibling energy for sure. Oh, As yeah. a young sibling, I totally would have done this, if not for like this type of scenario. But I would have wanted to do anything to be involved with the adult kids, you know? Yeah. So after she leaves the room, Riley's like, well, only 50 seconds. And Mia's like, Okay, fine. Like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, you should have never left the room, Jade. I, it's not her fault, you know. It like, is not her fault. But I would never have left that room. I'd have been like, no, get that fucking hand out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so they strap Riley in, and he holds the hand, and he just says, "What the fuck?" Like he doesn't shrink away from it the way other people do. And I think it's because he recognizes her mom and is like, "Wait, what?" Like this is a person I know. Yeah, and. 
It says, I let you in. And then it talks directly to Mia. And at 50 seconds, she's like, wait, 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 please let him stay under longer. It's my mom. Like, I got to talk to my mom. Yeah. Uh, Which, of course, if you lose someone, you do anything to have them back. And so, like, this is her being like, whatever I can take from this, I need it. I Yeah, Paige, I get why she makes this choice. But there's no fucking way I would ever oh. do this. Like, if if you were saying that that was my dad or my brother, I would be like, no, it's fucking not. And I am now leaving because I am offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you, know you tried to pull some, like, somebody died with a D in their name or an R in their name <laughs> or an Irish last name or a P in their name. Is it a man? Was it cancer? I think it was cancer. Uh, yeah. No. I, I don't even, you know. No. Yeah, and, and after just a few <laughs> few seconds... Eloquently put, Mikey. Very eloquently no. put. Where they've let it go over 90, because we do find out later he was under for two minutes, which is very yeah, long. Yeah, two full minutes. Uh, so they let it go over 90, and he gets up and tries, unfortunately, to die by suicide. He smashes his head over and over again into the table. He tries... When he started to grab his eye out... Oh! oh. The hand drags him across the room and smashes his head again. Jade hears this going down and runs in and she tries to put her hand in between his head trying to smash and it like breaks her hand. I think the reason he doesn't die is because she's Mm -hmm. like she puts her hand there and it breaks her hand. Yeah. Yeah. Older sibling energy. But and he's fucked up. Yeah. The body horror in this is rough. They call an ambulance. But this is one of those dissociative parts where the police are at the house. The ambulance is there. We overhear Haley and their friend, and I don't remember the other friend's name, but the guy, the big, he looks like a big football player guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they're like, we've got to get our story straight. Which also part of me is like, why lie at this point? No, like no one's gonna believe your actual story. Just tell them about the fucking hand and show them or whatever. Well, a lot of people when something happens when they're using hands, they yep. you're afraid you're gonna get in trouble about the hand stuff, so you gotta you gotta hide it up. Or they leave. This felt more the drug metaphor, mm, right? Yeah. Because it is like, hey, we can't tell them we were doing drugs because then we'll get in trouble for the drugs. Right. right? We can't let them know that we have a five finger discount to the afterlife. Right. <laughs> well, it's just like if somebody overdoses, yeah. instead of like taking them into the ER, they just like drop them off at the side. And they're like, there's a body outside. And they run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the worst part of that is they just let them die because they're afraid of what yeah. will happen to them. Mm-hmm. This is why everyone should carry Narcan. Oh, they won't call an ambulance. They're like, no, we're not going to have cops around here. Yeah, but we cut to Mia is trying to wash her hands. One of the officers is like, we need to talk right now. We cut to the hospital where Sue arrives and is like, Jade, what fucking happened? She's like, he smashed his face really bad. I don't know. I wasn't in the room. And immediately the like the mom, Sue, kind of blames Mia. And I think unfairly. I think it's a little stereotyped. I think it's also based on Jade talking about maybe Mia having tried marijuana or something before. Yes. And the mom is like, you gave my kid drugs. Just immediately jumps to that, which is not great. It's also not true. Yeah. And she goes hard at her. But she is just, her emotions are just coming out sideways because of what's going on. She is like a very scared mom at this moment. And she apologizes for this later on, which I thought was very sweet. Because she is at a line. Yeah. You know? Oh, of course. And in the midst of all this of like the police are there, we're going from here to here. We do get a scene with Mia and her dad where she says, you're keeping something from me about mom. You haven't been completely honest. And he's like, well, then let's talk about it. But she leaves and goes to the hospital. She doesn't stick around. Now, 
she basically is told to leave the hospital or they'll call the police, right? Yeah. Jade doesn't want to talk to her. And so she truly is alone in this moment because her yeah. kind of support system has shut her out. Exactly. And in the reflection in the hospital, she maybe sees someone. It looks like her mom. I mean, she does, but it's only in the reflection. Yeah, only in reflections. Um, and she kind of follows the reflection to a bathroom. And at that point, I was like, no, there's only one way in and one way out. Not a bathroom. <laughs> I know. And a door... <laughs> Of one of the stalls closes on its own with the lights flickering. And I thought for sure we were going to get a hereditary moment of something just like bursting through that fucking door. <laughs> but it doesn't happen. Uh, she can't open the door, much like when her, her mom was... Uh, was leaning against it. I thought that that was a cool effect, too, because it does move like there's a body there, right? Like right. it does jerk a little bit and then like you can tell it gets heavy on the door again. Yes. I was like, oh, that's so well done. Yep. Uh, and she freaks out. She runs out of the bathroom. She sees Daniel and they leave together. Uh, he kind of drives her home and he's like, "Is you, are your parents mad? I, you know, I'm 18. So the, the police didn't call my parents and they can't know. Uh, and yeah. she's like, well, where do they think you are? And he's like, at my cousin. So I can't go home. And she's like, well, you could stay at my house. And he does say, hey, because of me and Jade, it might be weird, which is the right answer. But ultimately, he does stay over, which I think was a bad call. I clearly was a bad call because she ends up sucking on them toes. Well, and she's just like, I don't want to be alone, which understandable, right? Yes. Well, and she says to him, I can't believe I spoke to her. And he says, I don't think it was her. And she says it definitely was at first. And he's like, no, I think that when we let them in, they can hear, read what we think and they know everything <laughs> about us. And I think that it just lied to you. And she says, well, maybe she was trying to reach out. We could try again because it turns out Mia has the hand. Yeah. Which at this point we have already found out as an audience that they knew Duckett from the first, the first little cold open, right? We have not found that out yet. Oh shit. We haven't. I thought we had by the time. Mm -mm. Oh shit. Okay. It's like two or three scenes from now, but not quite. All right. Well, okay. But if you had found out that that was like the chain of custody to where like where that hand came from, would you continue hitting the hand? I would absolutely of not. Of course not. Of course not. I don't know. I wouldn't do it to begin with. So maybe I'm a bad example. But. Same. Uh, but Daniel is like, oh, I'm never doing that shit again. I'm sorry. And so they go to bed. But that's how drugs work. You still know yeah. it killed all these people. You still go for it because you like that. You like the food. Absolutely true. Yeah. You're right. Well, and. And so as they're laying down, there's like the little heart that they carved. We kind of she says he has nice hands. It's like a whole thing. Uh, we cut to Jade at the hospital where her mom is in the car smoking. She gets in the car and tries to hold her hold her hand and her mom just shakes her off because she's so angry in that moment. The blame is just kind of shifting to whoever. Of course. Yeah. Um, but we cut to Mia and Daniel and Daniel's asleep. But Mia is up and watching videos on her phone. It's an old video of her mom. And it's very, very sweet. And she falls asleep, touching it Daniel is. with her head and foot. So she's got kind of like her arm along his leg and then her like foot along his arm because they're sleeping. Yeah, we call it a, a, a 67. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we cut to what seems to be a dream sequence for her where she and Daniel are kissing. So she clearly still has feelings. Uh, but then there's knocking at the door saying to let me in. But then it's her. We cut to her visualizing her mom being dragged out oh. of the room where she passed away. Yeah. And her dad in the hallway. And then she sees her own hands with bloody fingertips, like when her mom tried to escape. 
And she wakes up, or at least she thinks she does. Yeah. Where we focus on the door to their bedroom, and it seems like there's light under the door and we can hear something, but as your eyes start to focus on the darkness of that corner, something crawls out of that fucking corner, and it is fucking terrifying. You better know I was like, oh, God, when this happened, because it was terrifying. And then I got kind of sexy yeah <laughs> yes, anyway yes, it's, it's yes. an older woman clearly one of the spirits she ain't got no teeth and yes. she's crawling and she doesn't say anything she just goes right for those toesies well she she like at first she's crawling slowly out of that shadow and then she skitters to the toes well yeah because she saw those three little pigs needed a mouth house this is what i'm gonna do to haunt people like real weird with it <laughs> Mikey can't wait to suck on those toes <laughs> while he's ghosting you, ladies. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so this old lady skitters up and puts all them that whole foot in her mouth. She really like deep throats that foot. And she ain't got no teeth. Yeah, what that unhinged jaw do. <laughs> it's not quite Deborah Logan, but she is trying to get it down the dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've had in a sexy way, like truth or dare, maybe. I don't think in an intimate thing I've ever had my toes sucked on. I now have nine questions because of the preamble yeah, to your statement. Yeah, same, like you had same. to qualify this so hard to be able to say you've never done this. No, I meant to me. To me. Oh, so you've done it sexually. So you've done it to somebody. Uh-oh. Uh, I saw that face. I saw that face. Hold uh, up. Tell hold me up, everything. Hold up. TMI, TMI. Tell, tell me information. information. I'm not what I would like to call a, a foot person. I don't. Feet to me are two categories. It's like nice or Todd. You know what I'm saying? You think thou dost protest <laughs> it too much. So you're saying almost all of them are your cup of tea. Y- yeah. I was in a relationship years ago where at one point she was like, will you do that? And I was like. Who was it? It was like before podcasting. It was like years mm. ago. Would you make her wash her foot first? She was very clean. But yes, it's not like we would go hiking and this would happen or whatever. It only happened like once. Did you go between the toes or just around the toes? Just like on one. And then I was like, I don't think I can do this. Do you mean like playful licks? Yeah, I'm like. No, I didn't. I, I started laughing. <laughs> Because I like, <laughs> I wonder why you broke up. Because <laughs> I tried to respect her thing, but like, I'm so not in the feet, man. She wasn't getting her feet needs met. It's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking on toes is hilarious, man. She ever tried to give you a foot job? No. Mm. She didn't try, Paige. Yeah. She did. <laughs> <laughs> so she wanted you to suck on her toes. Did she tell it? Did she talk to you at all about why? Because I feel like. No, this was like many years. I was like college I wasn't as good of a, I would be like, is that something you're into? Like I would unpack it now mm-hmm. before we were just like like kissing, kissing, you know, you, you know, like you're doing like the preamble and you're like kissing everywhere. Right. And like, she's like, why don't you like put my foot in your mouth? <laughs> that is one of my fa- favorite running 30 <laughs> rock gags. It's like, Liz Lemon, there's something different about you. It makes me want to put my feet in your mouth. <laughs> 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 let's get back into this movie though hold on okay from the kitchen my husband imagine somebody calling a foot job a walk to remember <laughs> <laughs> have you guys not seen the porn parody of that <laughs> i have not <laughs> fuck me in three places at once or four places at once i 
a foot cancer. <laughs> you should have seen a podiatrist, babe. I told you not to fall in love with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do feet, ladies. I'm sorry. They're either nice or ugly. I don't want to kiss either of them. And I would never ask someone to, to kiss my feet. I, it, my feet touch the ground. Like, why would I do that? Exactly. Okay, but what is a weird thing that you ask people to do? I ask them to leave. <laughs> and I eat a quesadilla alone. I've ordered some Postmates. You need to get out of my house, please. Uh, and because this is Postmating, you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey takes the term Postmates too seriously, <laughs> and it's time we started talking about it. They won't deliver if you're here. <laughs> See, Mikey, I have a solution for you. You need to only sleep with Postmates drivers so that after the transaction is done and they brought a quesadilla to the party, then they have to go to get to the next drop off. Dear Penthouse, I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> no, I've seen some pornos where people try to make that shit happen. <laughs> it's Mikey's version of the big sick. I am not that attractive to pull that off. Like, <laughs> what woman would pull up with thirty hot wings and be like, "It's true." I've only I've only seen seen it with women and pizza men. This is me, ladies. I haven't showered today. I, this is me and my boxers. I ordered forty dollars of food. <laughs> I ordered what would conservatively be a football party's <laughs> worth of food. It's a good for just deal. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing my food over. You interested for an extra tip? Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, this is not my order. <laughs> I ordered chicken fingers, not Mikey toes. <laughs> no, I just can't even comprehend how hot I would have to turn into to even have a chance of making that happen. I think Henry Cavill could make that happen. Yes. Well, that's what he's saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. <laughs> I know. I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you. Just I'm picturing any lady Postmate rolling up to that house being like, oh, damn. What? Hey, do you need me to set this up inside? <laughs> like, yes. I will be on the wall twerking. <laughs> Mikey, I need you to do the Henry Cavill impression every day. <laughs> set the food down and your clothes. <laughs> you drove 3.2 miles with this meal. I'm going to give you 3.2 inches. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I like that you have it measured out where it's like you only get the full thing if you drove from across town. He's like, come back tomorrow when I order from further away. <laughs> That's true. You ordered. This is a problem you created. <laughs> But for now, you're only getting a portion. <laughs> I like that we started with sucking on feet and ended up here. <laughs> Paige, there's no way you weren't going to work Henry Cavill into our sidetrack about sucking on toes. I'd work his feet into my fucking mouth. You know what? Like, I would. <laughs> so for Henry Cavill, you would suck on them toesies. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> there's, hey, like the spit list There's a list of people that I'd be like We could talk about that, you freshly showered, let's do this shit <laughs> So is there anyone Whose toes you would suck on? A hundred percent Malin Ackerman? Yeah, yeah I would do it, if, if a girl is into it I'm a different man, I'd be open Wait, but she was into it and asked for you I was young and dumb I'm old now <laughs> You hear that ladies? 
Mikey will suck on your feet. Yeah, well, then then you get to ask for something if you have to do a weird thing for someone else. And that like, is sex math. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is sex math. Mikey is gonna ask you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll suck on those toes as I put those shoes back on for you to get on out the door. <laughs> Mikey is like watching a porn in reverse. <laughs> And then the pizza delivery comes. He's like, thanks for the extra sausage. (laughs) He just goes and eats it on his own. I think that's a hilarious way of like, you're trying to get rid of a woman. You're like, let me just, I'm going to start down here this time. And like, she came over and started like stripping naked. And you're like, and then y'all put the sock on. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to get out of my house. (laughs) Oh God. Anyway. So she tries to wake up daniel because she's like oh my god a ghost is eating your foot and then he wakes up and it's her and she's like eyes fully rolled back like she wasn't just eating that foot she was really into it she was luxuriating between those toes yeah she was gushing them toesies (laughs) (laughs) yes and he's he's like what the fuck i gotta go (laughs) but we all know that they had to shoot him from the waist up, right? Like we know what he got out of that they room. They down across that blanket. I was like, "We're gonna get a no, oh no." All right. Oh, he's like, "I hope this doesn't unlock something in I me." I mean, I've been. You know, my up. favorite toe to get sucked on is my penis. <laughs> Damn it! I was trying to make that joke, and y'all kept interrupting I me. I stole it from your mind. If your penis looks like a toe, I don't want any part of it. You're safe, Paige. Don't worry about it. Thank you. <laughs> it doesn't look like Todd's toe. No, if your penis has a nail, no. <laughs> it doesn't have a nail, but it gives it them out. You know nail. what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey. Nailed it. Literally. But really, I stubbed my penis on a coffee table and the nail <laughs> it just fell off. <laughs> I had to soak it in lye for weeks. No. 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 That's why you can't walk around naked. <laughs> like when it's hanging that low. <laughs> what do? It turned black and fell off. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I told you to take the rubber band off of it, Mikey. I don't know why you left it on. Oh, you got to tape it to the one next to it. Mikey has two dicks. I we let's throttle down. I think we've reached the apex of this line. Of let's joke. throttle down. He says. <laughs> When we get to two dicks, that's that's when we got to go back. So he leaves. Look, if I can have 20 toes, you can have two toes. <laughs> I know why you want 20 toes. Yeah. We know you're into feet, Paige. Yeah, yeah, Paige, you've had a lot of questions today. Only because feet are the tentacles. Of the, the person. Yes, we know. I can't. I can't do this. Anyway, uh, so he leaves uh, hard as a rock, I assume. Oh, yeah, and for sure. Uh, she is like hitting herself, scratching at the door. She is like, oh, no, what the fuck? And at this point, I was like, there's only 30 minutes left in this movie. I know. What the fuck is going to what is going to happen? And at that point, she's like, I got to talk to the hand. Now, here's what I couldn't figure out. Talk to the hand. This is the first time we see her using the hand to just talk to someone and not let them in. Right. She's just like interrogating. Yeah. She's just asking. Because I was like, if she lets them in, how is she going to get the hand back off? Exactly. You know, or whatever. How is she going to blow the candle out? Um, but they, I think they, co- they cover it where it's like you can ask them questions. They may or may not answer you. And potentially while they're in you, since she's already over that 90 seconds, I think maybe she has a one foot on their side a little bit. 
I think so too. I think this whole movie is about how she's predisposed to addiction. I mean, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so she talks to her mom and she's like, did you kill yourself? And she's like, no, not on purpose. I would never want to leave you. I'm always here for you. And then she just says, Mia, Riley needs help. Yeah. Which could be her real mom. Who knows? But somebody is telling her or they're trying to get Riley and they're trying to trick her into pulling Riley back in. Right. So we cut to the hospital and Riley is fucked the fuck up. And they're trying to give him a sponge bath. And Sue has to leave to go talk to a doctor or something outside. So Jade is watching him and he bites her. And then he bashes his head against the tiles and laughs and licks the blood. He's fully possessed. This is so much scarier than all of the like Mm -hmm. regular possession stuff we ever see. Like with him licking the blood and the bashing that I was just like, oh, God. And just overall delighting in the fact that he's hurting himself and like it's just like the best most fun thing to him it's so fucking creepy man almost orgasmic i would say yeah yeah so we cut back to basically the crew is together jade is there Haley's there the other guy's there uh riley's other friend is there and then mia is there and daniel's there but mia's kind of sitting apart And they're like, well, how's Riley? And Jade is like, every time he comes to, he tries to kill himself. And they say, they're like, well, if you die while they're in you, you're there forever. Yeah, they have you. And at this point, Mia brings up, she's like, hey, have any of you guys been seeing stuff? Because like, (laughs) I've been seeing stuff around and one of them attacked Daniel. And they're like, Daniel, what happened? He's like, well, not exactly. Uh, I woke up to Mia sucking on my feet. And then Jade is like, what do you mean you woke up to Mia? Like, what the, holy shit. Like, I have nine questions, right? (laughs) Uh, But then Haley and their friend are talking about Duckett. Yeah. Who is the the kid from the beginning. This is where we get that chain of custody conversation. Yeah. Right. And... At this point, they're like, hey, Duckett was seeing stuff. We met him at some parties. We asked if we could borrow the hand. And without it, he said he was seeing things without the hand. And he stabbed his brother and then died by suicide. And they're like, well, can we ca- can we talk to the brother? So they go track down Cole. At which point I was like, oh, my God, the brother survived. Nice. And they're like, we got to talk about Duckett. And Cole's like, nah, he thought you were his friends. And you continued to enable him even when you knew it was fucking him up. Drugs. Yeah. Uh, So Mia follows Cole onto the bus. So does Jade. Everyone does. I actually really like this shot because you see uh, Mia get on the front of the bus and then walk Mm -hmm. and sit down the seat like opposite of Cole, but both facing the same direction. Right. And then you see a few of them get on the bus and they're just in the background out of focus. Yeah. And you just see them sort of standing there. I think it's only Jade and Daniel that get on, but they're be. in the back, so they're, you they're kind, of focus. kind of can't yeah, really yeah. tell. It could yeah. just be those two. I'm not sure, but because I only know because Jade sits closer. I think Jade is actually standing because it's like one of those double buses that has that section in the middle that that turns. She starts standing and then yeah. moves to the seats behind them, like ah, one or two rows behind yeah, yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. The only reason I'm, I'm bringing it up is because it's like such a cool shot. It's such a good shot. Yeah, they do. They do a great job. And Mia starts talking to Cole about like what happens she's like i know what it's like to lose someone please talk to me yeah and cole says that the spirits he let in messed up his head and then they're like well we let a kid do it he's like you let a kid do it what the fuck 
And he's like, well, his body should kick them out. And they're like, they're killing him. And he then turns and says, seems like you should stop fucking up people's lives, right? And that's kind of the end of their conversation with Cole. See, I thought he was, I thought Cole was talking to Haley and their friends. No, talk. he's talking to Jade. Mm, okay. Which it's like, it's her sibling. It's, it's fucked up. Yeah. But so we cut to Jade and Mia are talking and Jade is basically like, you shouldn't have let him do it. And she's like, well, it, it wasn't that. And she's like, you let it go for two minutes. Yeah. I wish you didn't force yourself into my family, which is, Beside the point, she is saying that to be hurtful, yeah, obviously. It is, it's very mean. Yeah. yeah. You just sucked on my boyfriend's toes and my brother's in a coma because of you. I mean, it's fine. Todd, <laughs> I think you might be right because we cut to them at another kind of bus depot where they all kind of collect again. I don't know if they were all on the same bus. They may have been and we just can't see them in the blur. I thought But they so, all yeah. kind of reconvene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is where Mia is like, what if we did we blow the candle out? I don't remember. He was you know yeah like he was smashing his head in i don't know if we did the candle maybe if we didn't shut it if we like open and shut again maybe that'll help yeah and so she asks for the hand uh and they're like burn it like get rid of it like none of us should be doing this right yeah absolutely and her dad meanwhile is calling her and she kind of ignores the call um, yeah. And I think the dad is just really he's noticing some erratic behavior and wants to talk to her. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And like she's still struggling with the grief of her mom. And like I would be worried about her. too. Right. Like I get that. So they take the hand to the hospital. They kind of like trick the mom into leaving and they put it into Riley's hand and are like, talk to him. But it doesn't work. You have to do it. Right. Yeah. You have to invite it to talk to you and then you have to invite it in. So like, right. because Riley's passed out, he can't. He can't. And then Mia takes a hand and says, Riley, talk to me. And it's a little girl who I assume is also named Riley, probably. Oh, I just assumed it was because she said, talk to me. Anyone could show up. Yeah, I think anyone could show up. In my mind, I was like, oh, wrong Riley. Yeah, but, it could have been a wrong Riley. You're right. Yeah. She says to the little girl, is there is there a boy here? And she points to Riley and she says, do you know where she is? he is? And the little girl says, I can take you to him. I let you in, which allows her to see through the little girl, which is wild because this is the first time we've seen that. We never see this. Yeah. Like in, in any possession movie, I've never seen the person possess the demon. It's almost right. like insidious movies where they go through the... The whatever they call it. Yeah, to the, the other side or whatever. Yeah. The other, yeah, yeah. The other. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it's called either, but they, yeah. They have a name for it in Insidious and I don't remember what it is, but it's just horrifying demon shit. And it's just yes. like scattered. You can't really tell what's going on, but it's blood, bodies. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yes. They're really, oh, oh, O'Reilly tortured body parts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it does sort of look like. Almost like an orgy and violent yeah. at the same time. Like it's, yeah. it, it isn't something you want to be involved in. It's the best um, Hellraiser movie of the yes! series. <laughs> Honestly, yes, yeah. If this is what Hellraiser was, Hellraiser would be good. I'm gonna show you ten thousand pleasures of toes. <laughs> it does kind of look like that, where it's almost like taking pleasure in torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't. Riley did not right. seem like he was having yeah, a great time. Yeah, he was being tortured. It was bad, but it seems but like the everyone... the lady was having a great time. Super into it. Yeah, yeah, And they were about to Paco jet his brain. Uh, so <laughs> the giant penis snake hadn't arrived yet, though. No. But Mia comes back and she's like, I saw him. They're hurting him. They're not going to stop. And she kicks the hand away and she's screaming. 
we cut to her at home with her dad. We're like, we have lost time in this movie. It's just like, boom, boom. Yeah. And her dad is like, hey, I haven't been completely honest with you, but here's a letter from your mom. She left it to us and I would like to read it to you. It, it's to both of us. And it basically confirms that, yes, unfortunately, her mom did die by suicide. And Mia is like, no, she didn't do it because she told me she didn't do it. Yeah. And instead of being like, the ghost is lying, she's like, the ghost is telling the truth. You're lying. And she runs to her room. And in her room, she talks to the ghost. And the ghost is like, he's lying. I didn't write it. Also, that's not your dad. Like, that's one of us impersonating your dad. He's here to hurt you. Yeah. And we hear something pounding on the door. Now, we also see that her dad is still on the couch. So we know that there is one impersonating her dad. It breaks through and it's like a fucked up demon version of her dad. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and obviously that is not her dad. But when her dad does come in and we see him actually break down the door and then she is fighting in her mind with the demon version of her dad, but she does actually stab her real dad in the throat. Like we see it all take place at the same time. It's really well done, but I hated it. Yeah. Well, and this is also her mom tells her she has to kill Riley. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To save him, essentially. So she stabs her dad and runs. We cut to her uh, calling Jade at the hospital and saying, like, meet me at the house. And, of course, that's to get Jade away from the hospital. That is simply to get Riley alone, right? Right. So she goes to the hospital. Meanwhile, Jade goes to her house. And she's in the hospital watching Jade leave, like confirms that she he's alone. Uh, she brings the scissors in. But who does she run into? Sue. And Sue is like, I am so sorry. I owe you an apology. I know there weren't drugs and he had some sort of breakdown. I couldn't face that. I shouldn't have blamed you. I know you would never try to hurt him. Like, I am so sorry. And she just says, can I have a minute with him alone? And Sue says, of course. And I was like, no. Meanwhile... <laughs> Jade is at Mia's house and she goes in and finds her dad stabbed but still alive miraculously which I don't understand how that happened if he was stabbed in the neck but I was glad to see him alive she may have missed that main artery yeah she could have stabbed him behind it or something yeah or yeah. if he put pressure on it yeah whatever anyway she goes to kill Riley and instead it's an old man ghost and He's like, I want to feel you touch me. And she's like, no. And she sees the dead kangaroo in the hall. But because Jade has now found her dad dead or, or dying, I should say not dead because he does survive. Yeah. She rushes back to the hospital because she's like, Mia is, is going to hurt Riley. And I hope she called an ambulance on the way because <laughs> she doesn't bring the dad back. Right. She doesn't. But I assume she did. I mean, she was probably going to help quickly and then get out of there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... She calls her mom, though. Her mom runs into the room after basically hearing, like, Mia's dangerous, and Riley and Mia are gone. They are outside the hospital near the highway, where I guess she's going to push him onto the highway. Uh, and it's an old man in the wheelchair, uh, and she's pushing it. Uh, but her, she's also hearing her mom and with her hands on her shoulder, like, I'm so proud of you. Do it. You're doing the right thing. But then Mia doesn't do it. She lets go. And we see the car swerve and a crash and we see Mia in the middle of the road and she sits up and stands up almost like she's alive. Well, and it looks like the car missed her because you see the tire tread on the mm -hmm. road is like going around where her body is. Right. Um, so she stands up and we see that Riley is there in Jade's arms, but we cut back to Mia in the hospital and no one can hear her. 
So Jade can't hear her. Sue can't hear her. Her dad can't hear her. And then she looks in the mirror and has no reflection. Yeah. And her fingers are fucked up and broken. And she says, Dad, wait, don't leave me, please. It leaves her in darkness. And we hear a match strike and it slowly illuminates. And she approaches a table with a candle on it and a human hand reaching out to her. Yeah. She grabs it. And she comes to across from a party full of people. As the guy on the other side says, I let you in. And that's, that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Talk to Me? I liked it a lot. It was really good. It is really good. I was very scared of it, though. Like this week and last week have been very hard for me to get through. I think it's probably my favorite horror movie I've seen this year. So far? You mean from this year or about all the movies we've done this year? Maybe both. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think this is up there as far as, like, quality of horror movie. I would say definitely new releases. 2023, there hasn't been a ton of stuff that I've that's really stuck with me. So I think this really might be my favorite of 2023 so far. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no, I, I would agree. Yeah, for me, I do think it's also a very good movie, but it's very scary, so I didn't like that aspect of it. But it is very good. It's very well done. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Handy fun, fun facts. facts. <laughs> Except for a few specific rig shots, the entire second possession montage where they're all doing it was shot in less than an hour. That doesn't surprise me at all because I bet they all got in makeup and just took turns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, they did ultimately make six different hands for the movie, should any of them happen to get damaged or broken. And the director, Danny Philippou, kept one of the hands. So who has the other five? Uh, props, probably, uh, because they've been asked if they would do a sequel. And they're like, of course we would do a sequel Fuck if yeah. they greenlight it. <laughs> and I think at this point, I think A24 would probably be stupid not to. They would be stupid not to if they have the rights to produce one. They may just have distribution. They might. I would assume that they're probably... Once the strike is over, they'll probably resume talks uh, around this franchise, I would imagine. Soon to be franchise, I would imagine. Yeah, they absolutely should. <laughs> now, uh, the director and writer, they're, it's brothers, uh, a, a team of brothers that go by Raka Raka, but uh, Danny and Michael Philippou turned down a chance to d direct a DCEU movie. Good to for direct them. this instead. Perfect choice. Yes. Great choice. <laughs> Good timing. Job <laughs> and good timing. By the way, uh, this is uh, from Variety Magazine. Talk yep. to me sequel in the works at A24. So we are going to get one. Of course it is. But uh, it doesn't say when it's projected to release. And I'm sure it's all strike, you know, because the strike. Yeah, probably not until the strike is over. Now, uh, this is their first feature film that they've ever directed. Their YouTube has like a ton of of followers and they do a bunch of stuff on YouTube, but this was their first feature film. And honestly, fucking chef's kiss. It's yeah. beautiful. Like this is a great first feature. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially so Danny co-wrote it with one of their collaborators, uh, a guy named Bill Hinsman. Uh, and then they brought on producer Samantha Jennings and Christina Satan from Causeway Films who made the Babadook. Ah, so that's okay. the like creative team that makes this movie happen. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Now, it is the first lead starring role for Sophie Wilde, who I believe played Mia. I'm just double checking. Yes. Yeah. And she's amazing. Like, she'll be in other starring roles for sure she after this. so good. Yeah. Uh, but this film was actually banned in Kuwait and a few other countries because uh, they cast a trans actor. What? So uh, the actor who played Haley, Zoe Tarakas, is 
a, a trans person, but they do a fantastic job in this movie. Uh, but that has caused the movie to be banned in some countries, which is bullshit. It's also like super not about that. Nobody ever not really like it's not a plot point. They just happen to be trans. Like they whatever. just happen oh, to be really? yes, and kind of like an Evil Dead Rise when the the character of the oldest son is played by a trans actor as well. But it's just not a plot point. They just are there uh as a character doing great and i kind of love that and i think it's bullshit for people to ban movies for that because they both did fantastic jobs i saw that movie twice before we recorded that episode and i remember being surprised when Paige said that to us i was like yes oh shit okay cool whatever like (laughs) i had no idea (laughs) yeah uh now this movie was actually financed in part from the south australian film corporation uh and investment from screen Australia and the Adelaide Film Festival uh, and uh, Gold Standard and Kojo Studios. So that's all the production companies you see at the beginning of the movie. They kind of crowdsourced a bunch of different places. Yeah. Now, the music featured in the film uh, includes Sia, who was from Adelaide, where the film was located. So that's part of how they secured the rights to that, even being a really small, small movie. That's cool. Now, in order to try and get distribution funds and get other horror producers or distros interested, the international sales agent Bankside Films screened like a sizzle reel to buyers at the uh, 2022 Cannes Film Festival market, which is where A24 picks this up. That makes sense. And those are your... Those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget was for Talk To Me this year when it came out? I feel like you could make this for one or two million. uh, And because it's foreign, that's more likely. But I think it's a little more than that. I'm going to say eight million. All right, Mikey, what do you think? I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go ten. All right, guys, this was $4.5 million. Good for them. Good job. Which I didn't think about this until you said the Babadook connection, right? Yeah. The Babadook, I remember, also was pretty cheap, so I looked it up. The Babadook was $2 million to make. Yeah. So it seems like this team is good at making this really effective horror pretty cheaply. So good for them. Yeah, good for them. And also, so much is done practically in camera. Yes, That's what's saving them a lot of money, too. Yeah. But the camera work in this movie is... Perfect. Top-notch. Yeah. It's fantastic. Honestly, this movie and last week's movie, The Dark and the Wicked, both, like, cinematography was stellar in both of them. Mm -hmm. All right, so this movie came out on July 28th, again, this year. It was number six in the theater the week it came out. It was beat by Barbie, then Oppenheimer. Both of those were in their second week. Of course. And then number three was Haunted Mansion. Number four was Sound of Freedom. Number five was Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Part one. That's right. They released a Haunted Mansion movie in fucking July. Yep. (laughs) Fucking Uh, dumbass. And then Talk to Me was number six. What do you think it made in its opening weekend? And that weekend was July 28th this year. This was a, a sleeper hit. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I think it, it was kind of a small movie. It wasn't everywhere just yet, but I think word got out about how good it was and then people went in to see it. I can speak to that some. So it was in 2,340 theaters in its opening weekend. Pretty much all the other movies w- that were above it were in at least 3,000, but like Barbie was in 4,300. Right. So it was in like a half national release. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say it made 2 million. I'm going to go way higher. Again, $10 million. 
Mikey, that's a great guess because it's $10.4 million. Really? Wow. They like 2.5x their budget. Maybe not quite that, like two times their budget. Huge movie weekend that weekend. I think it was. I think Barbie and Oppenheimer made people want to go back to seeing movies. And this is the week mm-hmm. after that launch. Yeah. This movie cut a mean trailer. And it was did. like Ugh. being marketed very uh, It lot. was fucking terrifying. Yeah. I mean, but to put it in perspective, Barbie made $93 million. Oppenheimer made $46 million because it was not really that great. Uh, and then, you know, all the way through sixth place still made north of $10 million. I liked it. I liked it. But you like boring war shit, though. It's not that it's boring. It's just a bad movie. Like, Nolan's peaked, clearly. Anyway, we could talk about that on another thing. Anyway, so the next week it dropped to eighth in the theaters. Mm-hmm. But then the week after that, so again, it's third week out, it jumped back up to seventh. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's sort of like, Hit the zeitgeist in its middle of its second week And more people went to see it in its third week Yeah And it was seventh, its third and fourth week And then tenth for its fifth and sixth week So it was in the top ten for six weeks Which is great, but it never got higher than sixth You know, so it was in those four spaces there It basically never dropped out of the top ten before going to streaming Yeah, pretty much Which is almost impossible, by the way yeah, it did great. So what do you think it made domestically in its box office run? I'm going to say 40. Okay. 37. <laughs> okay. So it was actually $46.9 million Damn. domestically. Nice. They 10 x their budget. They actually did more than that, though, Paige, because internationally it made $17.6 million. Shit. So the total worldwide was $64.5 million. I mean, there's, wow. of course, we're getting a sequel and probably a few sequels out of this franchise. Happy to see it. Yeah. As long as they let the, the people who made this one make those. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> Absolutely. But that is your box office. Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, our scary scale listeners is how scary you found the film we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Page. I'm actually going to give this a seven because the story for me made the scares hold a little more weight than last week. And I gave last week, I think, a six. Todd. Yeah, so I am going to give it a six. I feel like it was pretty on par with last week man they both got me though this one fuck, i'm glad i watched this one at like seven in, in the morning with all the lights on and under a blanket i watched it at night <laughs> oh if i watched it at night it would have been like an eight. Oh, and if i if i watched this in a theater i probably would have put it at a nine yeah i was watching this at midnight <laughs> no man you know, I, I made a deliberate decision yesterday Same. i was like i'm just gonna wake up and watch it because headspace right so i'm also gonna give it a six it's real scary guys and that's our scary scale so this week the listeners made us watch talk to me what is our new theme for next month and what are we starting it off with so october we typically do sequel month because we always have a halloween sequel and we might have other sequels this month too if you're looking at a calendar it should not be a surprise to you that you will hear Mm -hmm. jonathan from cinema sins on an episode this month yes if we can get him. <laughs> if we can get him. I've already reached out. I had to I had to secure Jonathan early. He's a busy man. Of course. Yeah. Yes. So I'm gonna say we're kicking the sequel month off with five cream. Hell AKA yes. Scream Five. <laughs> yeah, Scream Five. I'm excited to jump back into the Scream franchise. They're always fun. I don't remember the fifth one. Is this the new track? No, the n- six is the new one. No, it'll it'll restart 
And it'll just say scream again when we get to there. Well, then I have no idea what five cream is. Five cream. It's the one that came out like two years ago that people love that still has uh, Nev Campbell in it. And then the new one does not. Wait. Oh, okay. So it is, it is, it is the new ones. It is. The, I thought it was the new one. Yeah. We have made it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So it's the new ones. Okay. I like the new ones. All right, cool. They're uh, polarizing in the community, but yeah. Are they? Interesting. Well, I'm interested to find out why they're polarizing. I mean, it can't be any more polarizing than Courtney Cox's bangs in the third one. (laughs) I mean, where she is completely outshined, as is everyone in that movie, by Parker Posey. By polarizing, do you mean that it looks like her bangs were cut by a polar bear that someone (laughs) handed scissors to? Because, yeah. Yeah, but so your homework for next week is to watch the newer Scream movie. Five Cream. In Scream 5, Five Cream, if you will, and then check back for that episode. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? No. Well, while you're looking one up, let me just go ahead and read one of our Spotify comments, and I'm going to read it off of our Temple episode, and someone named E-Reddit said... The Patrioticals seem like a game of hot potato that Mikey is desperately trying to win, despite being the only one playing. <laughs> that, that was a very funny description of the Patrioticals. So if you want to leave us a comment under our episodes on Spotify, you might have your comment read on the episodes. But Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whose review are you going to read this week? Uh, QFOPTF. <laughs> well, what does QFOTPF have to say? American Horror Story Virgin Podcast. <laughs> I, Did I you like ask ChatGPT to generate <laughs> I I a review? Like. <laughs> it's long, too, so I have no idea. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. Okay, comma. I totally found this <laughs> podcast by accident. Okay. I was looking for a horror movie found ca- podcast and found horror queers. Okay. But it was too dry. Uh, I also never write reviews of anything. I'm just lazy like that. Okay. However, I'm so glad I found this. I listened to Clinton Jen. They were good. They but were. when I figured out when Mikey and Paige came on full blast, I got hooked. Same. Paige, Mikey, and Todd have amazing chemistry, synergy, and comedic timing. Love it. I have listened to dozens of episodes. So far, my absolute favorite was House 2. <laughs> oh. This movie this movie is one of my all-time favorites, and you guys made me love it that much more. There's dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> that House 2 episode is special, though. Like, it's great. So why am I being not lazy and writing now? I also found Romancing the Pod and Cult Podcast and dude, oh. I'm digging it. Oh, nice. So like, nice. So I'm like, you know what would be awesome to hear? Mikey and Paige and Todd chat about American Horror Story, like all of them. I can't imagine what fun facts Paige could dig up and just the banter and rabbit hole conversations would be awesome. I humbly ask, please consider it. Until then, I have a hundred and some pods to catch up on. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. I hate American Horror Story. I would <laughs> dig my heels in about not Same. doing that ever. Same. Ryan Murphy doesn't know how to finish a season. He gets to episode five and shits the bed every time. I've never seen it. The first season was okay. And then I bailed out like a crashing plane. They're also, they're currently working struck. They're scabbing. So fuck American Horror Story. No shit. I did really? not know that. Yeah. So they got around this by saying that Kim Kardashian's not an actress. But she's doing acting work. So, like, that's semantics, essentially. That is insane. Okay, well, whatever. Well, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. 
So guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including today. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager is just like driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? Hand stuff. Oh, God. Infer from that what you will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tia, you may want to look into that. This week was also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants me to make you guys watch a video. So I will do that right now after I steal your screens. Oh, yes. It's Trejo's Tacos. Yeah, it's Trejo's Donuts because he also owns a donut shop. Oh, does he? He actually. So Jonathan actually did say because you and Mikey will be going to L.A. soon. Yep. He sent us this. So maybe we should go check out this donut shop because it does look good. There's also a not impossible chance that you will see Danny Trejo. Well, it's his shop, right? Yeah, but he doesn't like run it like he owns a chain of restaurants, but every once in a while he just shows up. If I owned a restaurant, I would just every once in a while show up too, especially if they had donuts because daddy wants a donut. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Of course. Anyway, Jonathan, thank you so much for the suggestion. We should check out Trejo's Donuts while we're there. And Trejo's Tacos. Hell yeah. I love tacos. Mm -hmm. We now return you to another episode of uh, The the Patreonicals. Okay, we're in the land of giants above the fairy tale land. Hell yeah, we are, Mikey. Or, or we're back, because I think I did this earlier, but we're doing this until I get tired of it. All so, right. Here we are. There's a <laughs> bunch of giants, and um, Madeline the Jester cartwheels for, and then starts talking an exposition of Vixen Avery has been kidnapped by the giants, and she is in distress. And the giant, <laughs> this big giant, he's got one, they're Cyclops giants. Like, sure. Uh, like, yeah, we're going to bring in some ancient greek mythology as well into this oh hell yeah i like that yeah so there's dozens of them and everything's big like world four on super mario brothers (laughs) three i unfortunately know exactly what you're talking about yes (laughs) okay so 
That game's a masterpiece. <laughs> okay, so um, they've all of the people are up here. So Libby, the the queen of Fairy Tale World, was like, "Hey, uh, Wes, handsome dude, you're really handsome. This place is dangerous. Let's go back down to our castle below." Right, and so the regular size castle below. Yes, in the regular world. They they head on out. Rumpelstiltskin is there, and he's like, this is my giant army. You're never going to get your blue kids back. And Natasha and Karun uh, arm themselves with toothpicks, which they use as spears because they're big. They're giants' toothpicks. Right. Uh, and then everyone else is like, we have more militaristic powers than you, so you got to stand back. So then Isaac, with his Black Knight armor, he beats up. He beats up Sunzi and steals Sex Caliber. Oh no! And then cuts a toe off a giant. And that, and and then uh, Kate uses her psychic powers, and she's like, she like twists the dude's nuts with psychosis. Oh yeah, with the telekinesis. She teaches that giant what testicular torsion is. Yeah, he goes down, and then uh, Glinda the Good Witch makes herself big and then and who is glinda the good witch oh yeah shit aaron aaron who is glinda the good who is a good witch she casts a spell to make karoon big and he punches <gasps> one hell yeah karoon yeah. get it uh dreskel with his iron man suit uh uses his iron man suit and charges straight through the eyeball of one giant and ends <laughs> up in his brain and comes out the other side and that giant dies uh, Allie the mermaid and Boezy decide to go back down to the castle. Uh, so he conjures his jet ski and floats through the sky because it's magical and takes her back down. Uh, Jeremy with laser eyes cuts through one up and down and splits him in half. There's blood everywhere. People almost drown in the amount of blood. Mr. Ragebaum uh, gets picked up and he's about to be eaten and he fireworks into the guy's eye and pops it and then he like dies it's just really messy there's so much messy going on oh it's just all over the place river moon is a is a witch and and she drinks a potion and disappears <laughs> the lamest <laughs> thing but it's fine james avery a knight he climbs one and cuts its uh neck uh and that guy dies and he almost dies as the, the thing falls sexcalibur who is now in isaac's hands is like fuck yeah i'm on like a real knight's uh hand now like i'm real thing and then um, Natasha reaches into Jay's pack and pulls out a magic compass that points the way to her children. And so they're like, we got to go that way. That's where the kids are. And that's the end of the episode. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out if the compass is a lie on another episode of The, the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys on Paige. Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye! This movie scared the shit out of me, nerds!